get ready. Yeah. Y'all ready for some live shit? Welcome. Welcome to the D, baby. It's all live down here. What you see is all real. What up, though? What up, though? Welcome back to the 99th episode of the What Up, Though? podcast. Man, it's crazy. 99, man. We are almost at a fucking 100, dude. Crazy. We had a, we haven't yet figured out a 100th episode spectacular, but, I mean, hey, And we have, we'll like, see. no fucking idea. Like, no fucking clue. And it's like a week away. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think we can maybe just have some shit where, like, we just get fucked up and, like, have people come over and... That could be it. Who knows? Whatever. It could just be me and you, and we'll figure it out. Who cares? Yeah, so it, it would definitely, it definitely would be an event. So uh, I'll, I'll call some, off work. I call off work the next day <laughs> to make sure that I can be properly fucked up for that for that episode, and then we can, yeah, we can we can make it work. But uh, so yeah, ninety nine episode, man. We got uh, uh, I guess uh, I I I don't know. I don't want to call him a friend of mine, but we got uh. <laughs> We got a, one of my favorite podcasters, W. Axel Foley, on, and uh, he's from a podcast, Winterfell slash Small Council Pod, Game of Thrones podcast. I've been listening to uh, I've been listening to him and his podcast for a couple years now. Actually, I, I got into Game of Thrones. Um, I binge watched the first three seasons, and then I live watched it since season four, and I got into podcast heavy. Uh, I guess about two years ago and uh i i, I kind of just like hey let me see if there are podcasts out there for game of thrones like a fucking moron like of course it's fucking podcast for game of thrones yeah of <laughs> but uh i i i did my little research and i don't know how i discovered it but i discovered podcast winterfell which was uh a podcast that he did with uh matt murdick and i i became obsessed and i i listened to them and what i thought was cool was that they have like extended like crazy long episodes like which was dope to me like i i didn't want to hear a fucking game of thrones podcast where like hey the episode was great it's over like they had like three hour long podcasts man with like fans calling in and talking about the music and like the shit was broken down like crazy and uh so after season five there was a episode slash scene where a lot of people uh (laughs) took a little bit of offense to a, a certain situation and and the head of podcast Winterfell, Matt Murdick, decided I was like, hey, I'm not going to podcast anymore. And and Axel said, hey, I'm going to start my own shit. And uh, him and a lot of people that are on a podcast that were on podcast Winterfell started their own shit called uh, it currently it's called small small council podcast where they talk about Game of Thrones. And I'm totally obsessed with Game of Thrones, totally obsessed with their podcast. And um but listen to him for a while, and we got him on, so it's great. So, Axel, what up? What up, though? What? What up, though? Yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> it's, it's, Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, that was a nice intro. I appreciate it. I try, man. I try. It's great to have him on, man. Like I, I did, um, small council podcast. Uh, I think it was episode nine, maybe that I did, and I was fucked up, and it was. <laughs> I was way too drunk, but I tried. I managed, but uh, it got positive feedback. It did. Yeah, I think you you were great. You you were a, you did repeat yourself a little bit, 
but it was okay because we, you know, if we're not stoned or drunk on the podcast, it's not a podcast. So it's all good. Indeed, indeed. I was completely fucking shit faced, but uh, it was it was good to be on, man, because I'm su- I'm such a big fan. So it's dope to have uh to have Axel on right now. I, I might be speaking a little bit too loudly right now, but um yeah, so it's dope to have him on. So uh we're gearing up episode 99 and we didn't surprisingly enough no police killed anybody this week so yeah. <laughs> we don't really it, it, we don't really have any it, it doesn't have to be like police it doesn't tonight. have to be a fucking somber podcast which you know is good since we had a week off and you know coming back to the to our to the what of the studio so yeah so how's how's your week been axel Oh, I've been uh, way too much watching this uh, Democratic convention and the Republican convention and all that shit. It's like, I got to take a little break, you know. Once Game of Thrones was over, I kind of got into this shit. And I'm just, now I'm just happy that I'm a Jets fan, so they signed Fitzpatrick. I'm happy. Maybe I can start thinking a little bit about football so I don't have to worry that we're going to have a nuclear war in six months, but um, otherwise, I guess it's been great. So, so what was the deal with Fitzpatrick? Because I heard at some point he just wasn't returning Texas or some shit. Like, was he on, like, suicide watch? What the fuck happened with him? Uh, no, that, that was some bullshit that Brandon Marshall and I th- and him, I think, cooked up together. Let me um, interject. But, fuck Brandon Marshall. I was, just, <laughs> I was just about to say that. Fuck Brandon Marshall. And now continue. Continue. I'm sorry. I love him. You guys don't like Brandon Marshall? So Brandon Marshall was playing with uh with the Bears at the time, and I think this was one of was it the time we 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 swept them, we beat them twice. Yeah. And he just started saying all this bullshit about Detroit, like the actual city, just because he lost to the Lions, and it's been forever. Fuck Brandon Marshall since then. So. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was like well, it was like I, no reason. To I like, forgot. The, yeah. It was like no reason to shit on the city. He said, "I forget, I forget exactly what he said. Something about what? I forget. It was it was something crazy. I can't remember exactly what it was, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't have no patience for you know any slander on the city, especially when you just get beat by the team. Like you know, just take that L and shut the fuck up. So <laughs> yeah, know, after that, I, I have I nothing, can see that. I have nothing really. So really you're know. you're a Jets guy, right, Axel? Yeah, I'm a New York Jets fan, man, since 1984, 1984. How's that been working out for you? My dad, um, my parents divorced, and, you know, my dad looked for shit for us to do on the weekend, and he got tickets to a Giants game. It was the Giants versus the L.A. Rams in 1984, so it was Phil Simms. Yeah, Simms was a quarterback then. Phil Simms versus Jim Everett. I had never watched football before. As a matter of fact, I was like totally, so I was like 10, 11 years old. I was deep into basketball. I loved basketball. Wait, wait, um, wait, wait, but wait. I sat up there. We were, Axel, Axel, give me a second. When you said that when we talked about basketball, you, you phased out. So yeah, Yes. You're a big yeah. basketball guy, but now you don't like basketball? No, no. I, uh, to be honest with you, once they allowed zone defense, I stopped liking the NBA. <laughs> what the, when the fuck, <laughs> Fair what, enough. What year was that? <laughs> that was uh, in oh, the man. 90s. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was the 90s. 
Interesting. Yeah, that just killed it for me. That, that killed the NBA for me. Have you? And, I, you and it still only... kills the NBA for me. I can't watch. What was that? Oh, I, 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 can't, I was just saying um, I can't watch NBA games. It makes me fucking crazy, man. I just I don't like I, I, I don't know. There's just it's I just it, I don't enjoy the way the game is played. I actually like college basketball more than I like the NBA, but I'm not a fan of college football. I don't know. It's just preference, you know. Really? So what? So what's so what's your what's the issues with college football that you have? They look like they're a little bunch of little fucking kids playing with a big ball, man. They're they're you know like they're so much slower than the NFL. You have to think that it's only like the top one percent of college football players that even make the NFL and play regularly. So when you're watching college football. 99% of those guys suck, like, in comparison to the NFL. They're just terrible. And NBA is different. You can have an NBA guy, you can have a guy in his sophomore year of college be the MVP the next year or be, like, a high scorer. You know what I'm saying? Like, the NFL is a different – football is a different sport. So I, I can enjoy, I enjoy college because in basketball I like more defense than I like offense. I'm not impressed by dunks and stuff like that. I like like I like to watch. I don't know how to explain it. It's why I like football. I like I like that it's regimented, but so then it has room, you know. It sounds like you might be a fan of my my Pistons then, because that was that was the mantra of my, of my 2004 Pistons was defense. I don't know if you watched See, that all the time, but yeah. No. I, I, I <laughs> no. was I was out by then. No, I was I was I was out. I wasn't yeah, out. fuck them. Yeah. It's funny though. I guess like and I've, I've always liked college football just because I felt like they were playing to get something more. Like it was that, you know, it was that. more than a championship. Like you know they want to be drafted. So it was like the intensity of college football always seemed to be more than like the NFL. It's almost like you get to the NFL. It's kind of like. All right, I'm here. I'm making a bunch of money and things of that nature. But college football always felt like you know they were always pushing for something or whatever. Um, so that's I get that. I I get that. I just I'm just not with sports. At least I don't usually buy into those stories. You know what I mean? Like when I'm watching the Olympics and they're like, "This person grew up here and did that. Now they're gonna win this race." I'm kind of like, I really don't give a fuck. I just want to see somebody do good. Like, I want them to excel. I want to see the best. Right, I don't right. I don't really, like, for college football, that doesn't propel me. Um, I just find college football, sometimes it just, it looks amateur hour to me. And that's just maybe because I am such a diehard NFL fan. After I went to that game, my dad was like, um he called me like a couple of weeks later and he said, my friend has uh, asked me if I want to buy in with him for season tickets for the Jets. And uh, already I had become a Jets fan in that two weeks because I hated the fucking Giants. And as should yeah, everyone, no. but <laughs> I fucking hate the Giants. But um, I was like, Let's do it. And so we had season tickets in the fourth row on the opposite end zone of uh, the locker room in Giant Stadium, section 
what was it, Section 209. And uh, I went to every single Jets home game from 1985 to probably 1998, maybe. Holy shit. I was like, I'm, I'm like, for such, for like a, you know, uh, Heath on our podcast sometimes talks about it that when he was like a sports guy and a nerd growing up, like kind of both like a geeky sports guy, and that's mm-hmm. how kind of I was with uh, football. I love football, man. Do you, so, do you play fantasy? Yes. Oh, cool, cool. I was actually in Heathley last year. Oh, his, yeah, Heath has, like, five leagues, I think. <laughs> okay, well, I, I was in one of Heath's leagues of last year. Yeah, I was in one of them last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, he's, he, uh, he's in all, we have a league, Heath's, I'm in a league with Heath and Tim from the podcast, and, um, let's see, my old friend Aaron, and, uh, another guy, Bob, from Princeton, whose Hamlet is dead on Twitter. Who's a old lost head? He's in. He just joined the league. Yeah, I love fantasy football. I just, I'm just like, I'm. I could cry talking about football. That's how much I love football, and it's pathetic, but I, I don't give a fuck. I love it. Hey man, you're 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 preaching to the choir over here, man. We lo- we love football too, man. We're diehard Lions fans, and uh, we we both do fantasy, and we we love that shit, man. Like, did you um in Okay, so you said you are in a league with Aaron. Is that the A Hustler guy that you talk about? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, A Hustler. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, we love fantasy, man. I, 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 fantasy is it's almost like enhanced football. It's like it gives you even more reason to enjoy the shit yes. that involves teams that you don't actually fuck with. So like, like you yep. being a Jets fan, you could enjoy games that don't have the Jets in them because it pertains to your fantasy shit. And yeah, yeah, I, I, I mean, love fantasy. Uh, I've been doing fantasy for a long time. Long. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah. Me too. I did it. In, I did. Do you go back far enough to ha- to have to wait to the next day to get the box score yeah. from the newspaper? <laughs> the newspaper? No. <laughs> not not fantasy. Not in fantasy. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. Well, I go back that far. Fantasy I used to run a fantasy. Yes. I ran wow. a fantasy football league. I did a fantasy football league in 19. The no, first no. time I did fantasy football was 1989 or 90. Wow. Really? And, um, yep. And you would have to wait to the next day. And I was the commissioner and I would, I would cut out all the box scores from the Star Ledger newspaper, Holy sit shit. down with a, and they made, they had like, Charts, you know what I mean, like those fucking graph paper things. Yeah, and yeah, my dad so you could that shit. Yeah, and you could fill it out according to the box score for each team and the players, and it would take fucking forever, man. And then that's how you would count, and then you know people would actually check it and be like, you you forgot the point for this, or <laughs> you know you rounded up or down. It's not like ESPN now where it's like click a button and you're you're exactly. done. It took forever. Did you? Uh, so, how do you feel about your Jets going into this season? I feel a whole lot better now that Ryan Fitzpatrick is signed because because of Brandon Marshall. Like I was going to say, you guys are talking about how he shoots his mouth off. Yeah, I that, love that's him. He had his, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and he had his best seat. Well, you know, yeah, he does have. Um, does he have dissociative personality disorder? 
I mean, I don't know, but I mean, it it, it makes sense that he would. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. He's very out about it. He does a lot of work for mental health. Mm-hmm. So he feel, um, so if I'm correct, you know, he's very prone to, um, to panic. And when things aren't in order, it sets him off. So Ryan Fitzpatrick, he loves Ryan Fitzpatrick. So if Fitzpatrick is the quarterback, then he's going to tear it up. And he's going to do what he did last season. I think the Jets are going to be, I think they'll have a shot for the playoffs. I mean, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl or anything. I'd love if they would, but I probably do think they're going to win the Super Bowl. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) you know, I always think they're going to win. I'm an optimist. So, um, but yeah, but you guys, so you guys are Lions fans. So, oh, you had the best player in the history of the NFL, in my opinion. Calvin Johnson or Barry Sanders? Come on, Barry Sanders. Please, yes, Barry Sanders, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, man. We, we, you can't tell any Detroiters about Barry Sanders, man. We Barry, Barry is everything to us, man. Barry, I feel personally, I feel privileged to have watched Barry Sanders play football. I agree. It was, it was amazing to see that day in week in and week out. It was it was amazing. I'll tell you the the um, having gone to all those Jets games, I saw every every of the almost every one of the best players of that generation. Whether it's Montana, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, you know, defensively, of course, like Lawrence Taylor, Bruce Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I so many people, but I the I remember. Um, my, it was, uh, in college, it was later. So my friend Beerbull and I, um, went to the Jets versus the Lions and both of us were, now granted we were high as hell, but both of us <laughs> were just sitting there with our jaws open the entire time because I have never, never in my life seen anyone move like Barry Sanders. I, I was like, and, and you won't. There will never be I, another Barry Sanders <laughs> ever. I really feel like there will be another – it won't be another player that will even mimic him. Like I just felt like that was such a, a given talent to him that it yeah. just won't happen again. Like I feel like you will see – you have more likely see another Jordan-esque player before you see another Barry-esque player. Like, I don't see it happen. I don't see it happening. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd have to agree with that. Like I said, I'm, I've lost 20 plus years of, ba- of basketball knowledge at this point. I mean, when Kobe Bryant retired, I thought, didn't he just get in the NBA? So, um, you know, I don't know anything about that shit. I have no fucking idea. But uh, Barry Sanders is was, I mean, like. Water, man, like fucking water. I mean, that guy, I could, the things he did, and I wish I could get just a tape from that game, and it probably wasn't even his best game. But even the way he took the ball was like, I'm going to tear shit up. And that was what was so awesome about him is he was so fucking fierce. But then he was like doing ballet, and then he... And then he just like 
plow through people. And then every, when he did a touchdown, he, he would just did it, score the touchdown. He just hand the ball off and go back to the bench. And if there was ever a person in the history of the world who could spike the ball in everybody's face and say he was the best ever, it's Barry Sanders. And not that I don't like people who do that because I do. But he was just, man, that guy, holy shit. That was my, my father's favorite aspect of Barry was the fact that he was not a showboat. He would break a he would have a game where, you know, he would get tackled for a, a one or two yard loss. He might get tackled after five yards. And you're like, it's, it's the fourth quarter. Barry's got five yards, something crazy. And then all of a sudden he breaks a 80 yard run. And then all he would do, he, he'd get in the end zone and he'd just hand the, hand the football to the, to the ref and just go back to line up. And, and my, my dad yep. was always amazed at how humble Barry was. It, it was never, he was never a showboat. It was like, okay, I just scored and now let's, let's move on. And yeah. Barry would do that after the most amazing plays. Like when I think of Barry's greatest runs, I think of like, he had a, a lot of great runs against Tampa Bay. Like it, for some reason, he just, he just seemed to exploit Tampa Bay. I don't know what it was about them, but a lot of his highlight reels are against Tampa Bay. But, yeah, he was so humble, and he was great. And it, it was amazing to watch him play, to have a guy that's like, hey, it's the third quarter, and Barry Sanders has negative three yards, and at the end of the game he has, like, 158. Like, what the fuck happened? It was what the always, fuck happened? I mean, I, I swear I wish they counted, like, sideways yards like <laughs> right like because he would have like you know if he had you know maybe if he say he had a 70 yard game he probably really had 150 but it was sideways trying to get <laughs> yep. around people right and so forth he yeah. was, i mean he was just a, a joy to watch he really was wow. man it was great so um let's talk about um so we talk about uh I guess racism and politics a lot in the podcast, but fortunately for us, nobody was killed this week. So uh, we're, we're fortunate enough to not have to talk about how somebody was killed and, uh, for no reason. But uh, we also did have the Democratic and Republican nominee uh, conventions this week. And uh, the official nominees is, is it's what it is. We got Trump versus Clinton. And, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean it, that it's what it is. It's, 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 a, it's a little tough you to stomach. Sounds so enthusiastic. It's it's a bit tough to stomach, but um, I kind of want to just go around and, and what are your general impressions? Like, I mean, you don't have to go too deep, but like, let's talk about what do you think about Trump as a nominee and Clinton as a nominee? Go, whoever has whoever oh, has anything shit, to say. Man. Keep it basic. Uh, you, have to, you have to go too got, deep. Keep it basic. How do you? Oh, oh, let's put it like this. How do you feel about Hillary? Like I'm, I'm assuming you're gonna vote for her, but how do you feel about that vote? Are, are you happy about it? Are you just like, eh, it's happening. I, I'm gonna cast it. It is what it is. Like, how do you feel about that? Are uh, you asking me or Otis? I'm asking you. Yeah, you can go ahead. You can go ahead, Axel. Oh, okay. Um. I, uh, how do I feel about Hillary? I feel like I don't love Hillary. I'm very, um, um, I think I said today I was talking to my mom about this and I said, I'm more excited that a woman has been nominated 
uh, by a major party. Not that that matters too much because it's good to have a woman nominated by an unmajor party like Jill Stein or whatever, though please don't vote for Jill Stein if you're listening. Uh, <laughs> I was, but uh, I don't love Hillary, like man. I'm, yeah, I, she's not bad. I like her. I don't, I don't think that the way she's positioning herself right now is very helpful to her uh, or the country in general, but whatever. That for the country stuff is bullshit, but right. uh, look, I'm well aware of Hillary Clinton. I know Hillary Clinton. I voted for Bill Clinton. Um, I know about Hillary's past. I am not ha- happy with her connection to the Saudis. I'm not happy with her hawkish nature. I'm not happy with her undying support for Israel. I'm not happy with her uh, pol- her partisan politics. I'm not happy with. Uh, I could go on. I could go on a very long tangent about things that I'm not happy with Hillary. The banks. She's a she's a politician, just like we always get. She's Bill Clinton's fucking wife. You know, what do we have? Bush Clinton, Bush Clinton, you know? Um, right. Save, save Obama, who is the man. But, um, you know, that she's Hillary Clinton, and I'm well aware of it, and I'm going to vote for her, and I'm going to be happy when she wins, because the other alternative is a man who is a maniac is a fraud is a liar is selling the dress that his daughter wore while she's doing her speech online. Um, he's, he's out to make money. I grew up in New York and New Jersey. I know Donald Trump too. I read the art of the deal when it came out. I, you know, I'm well aware of Donald Trump and I have been for, I'm 42 for 30 more years of my life I've known about Donald Trump. And if everyone else was me, you would be – I mean a lot of people are. Like with your mouth open, this is the person that's – this is ridiculous. This is idiocracy. This is uh, like an affront to to everything. But I understand it. Um, but yeah, no, I mean I'm not – I wanted I wanted Hillary to secure the nomination over Bernie Sanders and Martin O'Malley, if anybody remembers him. But um, I'm not going into the ballot box like I was with Obama. So Hell no. Why did you want her to secure it over Bernie? Um, because I did not feel that Bernie Sanders had the support in the rest of the government to get anything accomplished. Okay, Nor so did was, I feel it was a like Bernie like practical sense. Yes, it was practical, but save for one thing. I didn't like the way that Bernie Sanders kind of hedged his bet with Black Lives Matter, and I didn't think that Bernie Sanders understood that that is a very important issue in this country. And Not you only that, you think that Hillary does. Yes. Oh wow! Really? I definitely do. One hundred percent, without a doubt. See, that's the thing. It's like I, I, I don't. I, I don't know. I have a question for you. Ask black people. What do they think? I 
I can speak to say that. I think a lot of, I think, yeah, I, 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 my I think, my my opinion is tapered because I'm only half black. But yeah, we'll, we'll let we'll, we'll let Otis see what he has to say. I think well, this is of, America, dude. This is America. A lot of, you know, a lot if you have folks, a a, a, lot a that, a lot of folks that I know, uh, primarily black folks, think feels that you know Hillary is pretty much pandering for the vote. Like I don't think she really really cares about a Black Lives Matter or black, other than the black vote. Like, I just, I don't feel confident in her at all that she really, she really, she really cares about that. I was definitely pushing with, with, uh, Bernie over her just because I felt that she was really disingenuous with, with her okay. push for it. And so I, I, I definitely haven't been a fan of her, but it's like, and there's another question I want to ask later, you know, if, does a vote for, does a, a non-vote for, so if you don't vote for Hillary, does that mean it's a vote for, for, uh, for Trump? Like, if there's a, is, is, and I guess this is, this is kind of get off the subject, but if there, if there's a third party that's actually viable, is it really just either Trump or, or Hillary? Well, I do, I just, I want to backtrack a little little bit and say I was being kind of facetious when I said ask black people. I just mean that, you know, Donald Trump is running at zero with percent of support when polled. So I don't, you know, do I think Hillary, do I think Hillary is going to walk through the White House doors and paint the White House black? No. Do I think that she is going to risk her career to, you know, um, mandate that every single police officer in America is retrained and goes through weeks of uh, either racial sensitivity or racial awareness training? I'm not sure that she's going to do that. Um, but I do think that political leaders in the black community know Hillary Clinton and they can work with her. So I, you know, I agree. I think she's pandering. That's what I was saying before about her political. Oh yeah. You know, and, I, and, I, and I totally understand. You know what I mean? I, I totally understand so, what you were saying, especially the facetious points, but yeah, I would just, you know, I just don't, I don't know, man. I just, I don't have great vibes about her, but it's one of those things where it's like, do you, do you vote for, the shit that smells good or bad. You know what I mean? Like you just, well, but that's not, that's not what we have here though. That's not what we have here though. And that's, that's what I think. I feel you totally because I'll put it to you this way. I I had a tweet that said this the other day, which is um, I voted for Ralph Nader in 2000 because I wanted to see the world burn. And I watched it burn from a hill in Jersey City on 9-11. And if if Al Gore had been president, 9-11, in my opinion, would have never happened. So you're, you're not making a choice between the shit that stinks and doesn't stink. You're making a choice between, you know, the shit that, uh, like, throws itself in your face 
gives you dysentery and you fucking die and mm. the shit that stinks. Yeah, and, because and, and, Donald and, and, Trump is a maniac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I mean, and, and there's no way, shape, or form have I even considered a Trump vote. Uh, I just, I, figured, I just, yeah. I just, I just, <laughs> I just I, is that like, yeah, just get that clear. Like, there is no way in hell that I've considered like Trump being any viable candidate. But I've seen, you know, I've seen so many Facebook posts from friends or you know Twitter and things of that nature. And I have, I've seen people that really just, you know, really dislikes Hillary for whatever reason and wants to vote for Trump to spite her. And it's like, no, that's just not the way, like, it's, it's just not going to work, you know? But I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, you have a, you have two candidates, you may have things that you may dislike from one and, you know, uh, so forth, but you're like, no, I'm going to vote for this person regardless. But I just, I don't see any, any, any any great things coming from voting from Trump, but I'm definitely not totally happy. I would have definitely rather Bernie being the Democratic candidate, but, you know, here we are. So, you know, you kind of deal with what you got, you know, so. But, Mike, what what is your, so what's your thoughts? What is? Well, I mean, my thoughts are, um, so to give a little bit, a little bit of background, um, I've been pretty heavy into politics since I turned 18. I watched, um, all, all the political channels. I watched, uh, I watched, I've, I've been a big Bill Maher fan. I, I'm a huge Bill Maher fan. And I've watched Bill Maher since he did, um, what was the show he did? Uh, fuck. Um. Politically Incorrect. Yes. Politically Incorrect. That he did on, uh, I think, did it come out after the, uh, after the Tonight Show? Yeah, it was on eight. It was, was it uh, eight. It was ABC after Nightline. Yeah, so ABC after Nightline. Yeah, it came out like twelve thirty-five in the morning, and I watched Bill Maher on that shit. And when Bill Maher got his HBO show, Real Time, I watched Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders was a, a regular participant on uh, on Real Time, and I've been a huge Bernie Sanders fan that entire time because I feel like this is what this is what we need. Um. Right now, my opinion on Hillary is colored because of the fact that in 2008, I didn't like the way that she she handled the, uh, I guess, the competition between her and Barack Obama. And it wasn't oh, because of the that fact was terrible. that I, What was that? I, it was, she was horrible, man. She ran a terrible campaign. Ex- it, 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 exactly. It was terrible. Exactly. Exactly. She... I, I, she really did a disservice to herself in my eyes in 2008. And I, I wrote a blog post. I, I had a minor little piece of shit blog that I was writing around at that time. And I wrote a blog post in 2008 about how I felt that Hillary Clinton was not just disgracing the, the Democratic Party, but disgracing women as a whole. Because I, I felt like her entire approach and logic toward how she was uh, approaching her campaign was not just detrimental to the party and not even just detrimental to Barack Obama, but detri- detrimental to women as a whole. Like, it was very, very petty. Like, do you do you remember that she put out that um, that TV ad about um, uh, who do you want picking up the phone at three o'clock in the morning? Do you do you remember that ad at all? 
either one of you guys? I don't. Well, yes, she, I do. Okay, yeah. So, like, I thought that that ad was. I I don't want to say racist, but it it, it had no, a lot of dude, racial you, undertones. You, you you can say that. Yeah, that because that that I didn't care for, and I felt that she right. was in a mindset of, if I'm not gonna win, then I'm gonna drag everybody down with me, and I felt that at that point, at the at the time that that ad aired, Barack Obama, I'm not gonna say he he, he had the nomination sold up. But he was the front runner at that point. And I was very displeased with the fact that she seemed to uh, put out ads and shit that um, it was meant to drag him down. But he, he already had essentially, aside from, you know, aside from like technically having it, he had already right, kind of yeah. like lined up the nomination. And I oh, felt that she was de- dude, detrimental yeah. to the party just because she wasn't getting it. And I thought that she did a a very poor job of not just being it sounds sounds harsh, but detrimental to the party, but de- detrimental to women as a whole. Because you know, like women get slandered for like being emotional and like, hey, if you argue with your wife or you argue with a woman, she's gonna take the shit left left as fuck just so she can win the argument. Like, oh, uh, you don't like so-and-so? Well, what about the time that you fucking left the heat on all that time? You know, like, also totally petty shit, like some shit unrelated. And I felt that's kind of how she was behaving in 2008. was like, well, I'm losing, so I'm going to, like, take the shit totally left and fuck up Barack Obama's chances just because I'm not winning. And I felt that it was detrimental to the party and also detri- detrimental to yeah. women because it, it made women look petty. And that that... Really yeah, I mean, I wouldn't me. go. So, I, I see. I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say that because you can't you can't blame someone for fulfilling a boneheaded stereotype. You know what I'm saying? So I don't. I, I mean, you know, I mean, I guess I just don't. I don't agree on that part, but. I do agree that she also made she made it out like this. What's more historic, a woman or a black guy? You know, and I didn't like that. And I was for Hillary Clinton because two thousand eight. Uh, yes. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, what year is it now? Two thousand six. Yeah, in two thousand eight. Yeah. In the beginning. In the beginning, before Obama even entered the race. Right. I was for Hillary Clinton. Once Obama entered the race, I was like, I remember this dude because he gave that awesome speech and this guy is super fucking smart. And that to me is pretty much my number one thing that I look for in a politician. I don't look whether I can trust someone or whether I can have a fucking beer with them. Am I I cursing too much for this podcast? (laughs) I don't know why I'm cursing so much. Excellent. <laughs> I, I feel like you've listened to our podcast enough to know okay, that there you're is right. no such thing as too much cursing. I was about to ask, um, like, have you have you listened to our podcast? Like, yes, yeah, I have. I was just listening to the uh, two the shows fucking, ago. Fucking everything it's today crazy. when your friend, when Mike, when your friend was there, I was listening to that podcast today. Right. Um. 
yeah, dude, she fucked that up and she lost me very quickly. And, and that's one of the reasons why when this campaign started, um, I said to myself, if she does this again, um, definitely, cause I wanted, I originally did want Bernie Sanders. I did. I love mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders. I think Bernie Sanders is a great guy. I, he reminds me a lot. My stepfather was Jewish. I say was because my mother is going to, is not married to him. And it's weird when your mother's ma- going to be married three times. I don't know how to refer to each guy, except my father is my father. <laughs> that one I know. Like okay. other one. <laughs> but it's like, do I say my first stepfather or do I say my stepfather? So, um, anyway, uh, is he, he just seemed like uh, my uncle Mush, or you know, just like guys that I knew growing up. I grew up in a town that was very Jewish, and that's even his accent I like. I'd, so from that appearance level, I've always liked Bernie Sanders, and also he's from Vermont. It's a very progressive state, not right. always progressive in the ways that I'm progressive. For instance, like I don't have 15 guns in my closet, but it's. You know, Vermont is Vermont, and I like Bernie Sanders, and I love his ideas, but I've always said this, like, I'll put it to you this way. If you could take, like, Cory Booker and mm-hmm. have Bernie Sanders' ideas, I would I would be for him right away, because right. I don't feel that Bernie Sanders has the type of experience, especially being a Vermont senator to know really what's going on in the rest of the country. Especially especially cities. Burlington is not a big city, okay? Burlington, Vermont is not like fucking New York or Detroit. You know that. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just a different mentality. So once she started acting, once she started running a positive campaign – that was about how she could help people and started to also kind of take some of his ideas. I said, okay, she learned her lesson and that's the sign of an intelligent person and she's going to get something done here. And then by the time they picked Trump, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm very, obviously I'm opposed to Trump, but, Hillary Clinton has been rubbing me the wrong way for a very long time. And I've been a big fan of Bernie for, man, it's, it's been at least a good decade, man. Like I watched, I watched Bernie on Bill Maher and I thought like, why can't this guy run for president? And it was totally like a completely left, like there's no way this yeah. could happen. So well, to have I agree that, with you to be on the cusp of that. Like right, right in the grass, like right in your fingertips, and almost have that, and to lose it, yeah, like that's that's really been disheartening. And it, I know it's, yeah. it's, it's it's been tough, but I mean, I I I just don't trust Hillary Clinton, and it has nothing to do with. I, I know there's been a whole lot of. Uh, oh, okay, well let me let me ask you this. Uh, let me ask you this, man. I'm sorry it. to interrupt, and I'd like no, to hear what it. what Otis thinks too. Um. What, uh, when you say I don't trust Hillary Clinton, okay, I want to ask you this question. Go for it. What is she going to do 
Like, what are you so scared of? Like, because this is what I say. If I say to you, I don't trust Donald Trump, and you ask me why, my answer is going to be because he is a fucking egotistical, maniacal, self-involved oligarch who wants to put a big Trump sign on the front of the White House and would probably accidentally start a world war by not respecting someone else's culture. He doesn't understand the way the puzzle pieces fit together. He just shoves the pieces in. So I ask you, what are you afraid? If you don't trust Hillary Clinton, what is she going to do? I feel that Hillary Clinton will do whatever the, I guess, general public tells her to do. She's not going to be like, hey, this is what's best for the country. She's going to be like, hey, this is what everybody says I should do, so I'm going to do that. And I also don't trust the fact that her her general viewpoints on a lot of uh a lot of um how do i put this um i feel that hillary is not really a fan of doing what's best for the i guess the the little person I feel like Hillary is really about doing what's best for uh, all the shit that we kind of uh, that we kind of shit on, like banks and and yeah, and yeah, I understand that more of the that same. Shit. More, the, but do you think? Okay, so then let me ask you this, and I, I accept that, and I think I heard you correctly. It is more of the same. And as far as listening to what, I mean, I could have a smart answer when you say listen to what the public says. I could have responded, well, that's basically in the job description of being the president. The job description of being the president isn't coming up with great ideas and shoving them down people's throats. That's what a lot of people accused Obama of, which was bullshit, especially on the healthcare side. But I, I understand where you're coming from, and I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I think that Hillary Clinton is not going to pass bank reform that prevents a uh, lender from jacking up your interest rates overnight without you knowing about it, and then coming home and take and you know taking your house away from you. I don't think she's going to do all this shit that Bernie Sanders wants done, which should be done, which is what's right. I don't, I don't think she's going to do all that. I totally agree with you, but we are, we, this is a binary choice. So I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton. And so should everyone else because the only alternative is not even as bad as the neocons and George Bush and continuing fucking 50 years of post-World War II risk-type rearrangement of the world in order to make money by corporations, uh, we're talking about a man who 
conceivably is conspiring with Vladimir Putin so Vladimir Putin can, like Hitler did, try to take all the countries around Russia. I don't think that's going to happen with Hillary Clinton. She might start, we might enter a war with Syria. I'm not denying that. Yeah. Um, we might enter a somewhat limited, though I doubt any any large ground forces, a conflict in Libya so she can correct the mistakes she made there. Maybe even Iraq. Maybe even Afghanistan, which continue, they all continue anyway. I agree. And Bernie Sanders wouldn't do any of that. And, I, and if Bernie Sanders was a different guy, I might want, I might be pissed off right now, but I'm not because I don't think, I don't think that a guy who has spent that long in Washington and had zero, oh, I'm sorry, one from my state, actually my senator from Oregon, one supporter in all of Congress. That's just, that's, you're not going to get anything done that way. I mean, you think they railroaded Obama. What the fuck are they, were they going to do to Bernie? The revolution was, there. there's no, this is the revolution. The revolution is that he took far, far left ideas and brought them into the mainstream. That's the revolution. Right. And, and all, and all the, and and I'm so glad for it. I'm, I'm, I, I will talk on and on. So please fucking interrupt me. Uh, I will, I I I will shortly uh, have to pee, but yeah, you, you can go on. Otis is here to cover me. What does Otis think? Yeah. What were you saying? Oh, I was saying, what does Otis think? I haven't heard him for a while. No, I've I just been listening just taking Sounds like it's time for me to pee. Uh, Go ahead. <laughs> I, I, I guess, you know... Oh, shit. All right, Mike, okay. is, Mike is like uh, tearing up shit, stepping on everything. No, I'm not. <laughs> Live on What Up Pod. I guess, uh, you know, as... I, I'm definitely not as, uh, I guess, politically minded as like Mike or yourself, and so... It's like, I don't know if I totally distrust Hillary as much as I do uh, Trump. It's like, I totally distrust him, but I just, I don't know her motive. I just don't get her motives. Like, you know, if I had to pick from the two, obviously I I pick her, you know, over over Trump. But Mm -hmm. I just don't understand her motive. I feel like, you know, all of the, like, you know, the, I feel like all of the pandering she did, like, she came... Hillary came to Detroit and she visited like, you know, all of like the, you know, mass production, like, you know, places and things like that. She, she went to, so we have a place called, we have a, a chicken and waffles place, uh, which, uh, was, uh, it's named Cuzzo's. So it's like KU, KU, what's the spelling for that? K-U-Z-Z-O-S. It's one of the, it's one of like a newer chicken and waffle. She went to, she visited there. She visited a bunch of other stuff. And I just felt like she was doing all that. You know, they did a, uh, her and Bernie did, you know, a, 
a debate in Flint, which as you as you probably have known, you know, with the water issues in Flint. Of and course. I feel, and I and I just feel like once she becomes president, I feel like all of those things are going to be forgotten. Um, but on the other hand, I feel like Trump knows right, nothing about right. it, and Trump is just you know. Yeah. I I feel like his his approach of the whole business approach it's just going to go like yeah far wrong and you know he's going to at some point try to ban muslims and you know all this oh crazy, dude all this uh, crazy uh, shit yeah I, I didn't even get into any of that stuff yeah, yeah. I, for, <laughs> yeah, I, was, so, I forgot to mention that not only will there be a nuclear war because he's a moron but he's also a fucking racist sexist homophobic guy who said that he'd like to fuck his own daughter if she wasn't his daughter yeah, it, and it's just crazy, but I, it's funny because so I, do you do you ever listen to um was it I forget I think I was listening to um uh, TED Talks do a, a podcast and I was listening to yeah. that one and they they had one about you know is a I guess a, it's it's a Republican uh a guy who's a Republican in Texas and him and his dad are billionaires and things like that and they fund a lot of you know, Republican the Koch brothers, yes, the Koch brothers. Yeah. yeah. And they fund a lot of different, uh, you know, Republicans and so forth. And <laughs> yeah. they were, they were really on edge about, you know, Trump. And so they ended up meeting with him and they were, and they were so against him. But after they met with him, Trump like yeah. charmed them out of their pants and they were just, and it was like, they never brought up any of their issues. They were just like, he was just so yeah. nice. And I'm just like, that's like not true, just, though. That story is not true, by the way. Okay, now which brother? Which what was what, what, what was the name of the brothers you you mentioned? Because I may be talking about the different. Uh, no, different you're person. talking about you're talking about the same people. Okay. But the story the story goes on because as life goes on, and they are not pouring all their money in, into Donald Trump. They're going down ballot. They're helping people out, but they're actually trying to distance themselves from Trump really? at this point. Okay. Yeah. No, that's bullshit. There. I understand your point, though. I understand your point. So it's like I'm, I'm um, like I. I don't know if I totally dislike her, Hillary, as much as I just don't. I don't under. That's I don't fine. know yeah. what she's going to do. Like she is really unclear to me. Like I just feel like. I could, I mean, I I could probably tell you what she's gonna do. She's a lot of people could. I don't. It's that's the thing. That's. I feel like people are spoiled with Obama. Like this is the problem. You had fifty. I don't know if you if you want to. Everybody says fifty fifty. It's not actually that much. It's like thirty five percent of the country telling us for eight years that Barack Obama, if he wasn't a Muslim, which there's nothing wrong with being a Muslim, if he, but it just meant he was lying, right? He was, um, the other day, Bill O'Reilly had a thing where he said, white people just generally don't think Obama has our back. Like shit, racist fucking shit like that, and all this garbage, which obscures the fact that I would be willing to bet, and I think people who know more than me would I agree with me, that Barack Obama is probably one of, if the, if not the most intelligent man 
ever to be president of the United States. And it's not that many guys anyway, and half of them were fucking flunkies. I mean, this man saved our country. What George W. Bush did to America is a travesty overseas in domestic. So I think that the Bernie stuff, Obama, I just feel like a lot of middle of the road people and liberal people are wanting this savior to come and where it's not coming because Hillary Clinton is not that savior. She's not. And you're saying it. I'm saying it. A lot of people are saying it. And she should stop trying to sell herself as that savior. Um, she, we're going to get more of the same. And probably it's going to more of the same is going to be a bit better because she's not going to be last year and a half for two years, Barack, which is when he was like, fuck this shit. I'm writing executive orders. I'm going on TV and I'm telling the NRA that they suck which no president has ever done. It's like we're spoiled. I think people, I get frustrated. You might hear it in my voice because there's like, there's just very little historical perspective. You know, we live in an age of Twitter and change and now and, and things are happening and gay people can get married and progress is marching on. But it's like, yo, slow your roll. Like, that's not, that is not actually an effective way to govern. Because if you're too radical, there's too many moving parts. So probably Hillary Clinton is going to be very middle of the road, a lot less, um, a lot less likely to wait to pull the trigger like Obama is because the guy's a fucking genius. So she, I, I mean, Hillary Clinton, yes, I think she's highly intelligent. She's very capable. She knows everybody. The banks are going to be well fed, all the people. Israel's going to build some more settlements. You know, more of this shit is going to go on, most definitely. I, I have no doubt. But Donald Trump is har a horrible person. And I hate W. And I would take W in a fucking second. And I, when I say W, I really mean Cheney. But I'd take them in a second. <laughs> at least for six years if it was Cheney, right? I'll take them for a second over Donald Trump. In a heartbeat. So um, I'm back from pissing. And I... I <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I guess I'm done ranting. So I'm no, like I, fucking I, talking. I caught the tail end. Um, so... Earlier today, I, I, I don't know if you want to really dig real deep into it, but I saw you get into what Donald Jr. about um, about uh, uh, all this shit. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> man, what the fuck was that, man? Like, what, what was going on, man? I, OK. I, uh, all right. I'm just I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure you guys are well aware of what like dog whistles are and code words and shit like that. Right. Yeah. So I just think that um, in the in the case with Donald, I just feel like he's he's not he's just having fun on Twitter. But I take it personally, and when I see that stuff in my timeline, uh, it it 
triggers me in a way that, and I'm not saying like trigger warning, but I'm just saying like, I'm like, I don't want to see that bullshit. I don't want to see Hillary Clinton called a robot because when I was in college or a little bit later and they were trying, and, and uh, Bill Clinton was elected, I mean, I don't know if you, how, so how old were you when Bill Clinton was elected? Um, in 92, I was 10. I was, tw- and I, was, I, was <laughs> so, I was 12. I wasn't okay, really, I was I wasn't really there, but in 90, in 96, I was paying attention. Okay. I, was paying, I, I, I wasn't able to vote, but I was paying attention. Right. I was very, I was oddly, I have no idea why, super political since I was like eight years old. When I was, when, uh, Walter Mondale ran, I uh, created like a Snoopy like lemonade fucking sign mm-hmm. and sat out in front of my yard trying to tell people that Ronald Reagan was the devil. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. I'm, I'm fucking stoned, yo. I, I like this. What up? What up, dough pod? <laughs> I keep on saying what up. We it's are, hard man. for me to add the dough. We're dr- we're drugging high too. What up though? It. it- let me interject real quick. What up though is like a a Detroit slang for just high. So like, oh, okay, like cool. it's what we I get say. It, what I get up it. though is like hey hi. I get it. So yeah. Well Feel free you just add the it. dough. You just add the dough. We I mean I grew up saying what up. Yeah, it's, what up though is like though. What up oh, though? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. T H O U G H. I like that. But we just um, had, we, we put it as D O E. So Yeah, yeah. It's it's simple. Uh, no, but the thing with Donald, that's not it. I mean, Donald's awesome, man. But it's just, uh, it's on Twitter and it's hard to talk. But I don't like that shit, dude. You know, like, okay, so to go back to the robot thing. When Hillary Clinton came into office with Bill Clinton, she got in trouble for just, like, having a job. I mean, that's fucking, like, mind-boggling. People were mad at her because she didn't want to be a fashion icon like Jackie O. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you're talking about – so think about that, okay? The Democratic Party was a party that was supposed to be the super liberal party, but their idea of a great first lady was a great – was a first lady who looked great. Jackie O was like an icon for wearing sunglasses. You know what I mean? Like that's not – she wasn't like getting policy work done, you know? Like, uh, actually, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I, and I don't I don't have much much knowledge of Jackie O and that. Is, but was, was she even like political as far as like her, her voice on things or was she just pretty much a, a looker and things? Who, Jackie O? Yeah. No, I'm sure. I'm sure that she ran some campaign for mothers to teach their daughters how to use an easy bake oven. But <laughs> I mean, but like, no. like Michelle Obama though. Like Michelle Obama has her had her role, you know. Right. It, her her role. Was, yeah, uh, but it's that's you know, much getting, different. Getting in shape and shit. No, yeah, but that's much different. That's not actually true because I think Michelle Obama it has been pretty perfect first oh. lady. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, uh, she is very, I mean, she's fucking, she's a genius too. I hope Michelle Obama runs for president. I hope she gets appointed to the Supreme Court. 
I love her. Uh, but I'm saying there would be no Michelle Obama without Hillary Clinton. Do you know the shit that Hillary Clinton had to – that's why it pisses me off when people say, oh, people are being uh, sexist. You're, or like people aren't sexist against Hillary Clinton. You know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you don't understand. This is a woman – there was a national fervor because she said, I'm not going to be some Tammy Wynette and stand by my man. That created a, like, shitstorm. That was in the newspapers for, like, months. That's, like, I don't know. I just find that to be, like, she has paid her dues as far as all that shit goes. And when you call her a robot or say she has cankles or, you know, like. So does she she have cankles? (laughs) <laughs> she probably does, dude. Yeah, I mean, I, it's just I, actually, there I, is I, a. I kind of wanted to delve into that. I don't. I don't want to really like make this a Donald Junior segment or shit. <laughs> like, but yeah, you know, no, I, no, I, it's all good. I saw you. I saw you mention to him that you felt that he had a a racist slash sexist view, and I I, I don't know. I, no, I, I, no, 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 no. But what uh, what was his? racist slash sexist view that you saw no that's not i was what i was uh that's why twitter sucks and it's good to have a podcast so you can understand it um no i wasn't saying that i was just saying i don't i'm not trying to say anyone is racist or sexist i'm trying to say that there are code words that people use that connote that and that create an environment where that is acceptable. Right. And I just, I'm not in that environment, so I don't want to fucking see it and I'm going to call it out. You know, like this, okay. For, for instance, um, you know, I don't know. It's just it's hard to it's hard to like talk about Twitter in real life. I guess. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, just trying to get, I'm just I'm just trying to get a grasp on what you saw because I, I I didn't see it, so I don't I don't really know what what he was saying or what anybody else was saying, and I'm trying to get a grasp on because um, oh, I I feel like that you have a a um I guess a a a bad feeling toward folks who. Excuse me. Who have a, I guess, sexist um, view of Hillary, Hillary Clinton, and I, I haven't seen that, so I'm trying to see what you're seeing that I'm not seeing because I, I don't really know. Oh, okay, what, okay. What we I seeing, understand what you're seeing. I, I don't really know, and I, I just want to know just so I can get an idea of how to, uh, I guess, address it per se. Um. That's interesting. So basically what you're trying to say is I don't see it. Yeah, I, I don't. And I, I think that you do. And I, I, I think you okay. see like a sexist uh, right. okay. shit. And I, I haven't seen it. So I, I kind of want to get an idea. Because, like, okay. I mean, for me and for Otis, like, we it, – it's it sounds cliche, but, like, we, we generally deal with quote-unquote black Twitter. And we don't really see shit like that. We see, like – Primarily like pro Obama shit and um, just 
it's it, it's not really a um what the fuck was that um not a not a real anti-Hillary type of deal. And I, I'm trying to see what you're seeing. I want I just want to know what you're seeing that makes you, uh, okay. not, not aside from Donald shit, but like, I want to know what Donald was saying that made you feel away. And I also want to know what, what people are generally seeing, because I don't, I don't really know, you know, I, you know, okay. I, I got my fee, you got your fee. Yeah. And, I got, yeah. I understand. I understand. I don't, I, I, I don't, I can't bring up anything specific um, in reference to what I was talking about with Donald because that was a different – that's like a whole different kind of conversation because that was actually a lot more about uh, apathy and um, perception than it was about the sexist shit. And it's very true that whenever something like that is brought up, it sets people off. So – it could be my mistake to bring that into the argument when it's about something else. And that does happen, but I just, I haven't. Okay. So what you see a lot and what I see a lot of guys is like kind of a, an I, the idea that uh, sexism and racism do not exist in the amount that the media or very uh, far-left liberal people say it does. And not just on Twitter, but in real life. So um, so following up a Black Lives Matter tweet with an article that says, um, black men are no more uh, susceptible to being killed by police officers. You know, it's just stuff like that. And it's like, and I've, and again, this has nothing to do with the other thing, but it's like this idea that this stuff doesn't actually exist. You know, I have a friend that is not a friend. I should say that <laughs> a kid, a kid that I went to middle school with that is now a radio host on the Sarah Palin News Network. <laughs> that's interesting I'm, I'm surprised that that network exists but go ahead thank you Otis why, why, does, why does she have a radio st- a station and how did he, and how did he uh, get that laugh was awesome dude. <laughs> so I'm just trying to say that you know like you know I don't know what you guys encounter but I encounter people telling me that all the time Racism doesn't really come on. Come on. People use it as an excuse. Sexism doesn't really exist. Come on. Bill O'Reilly said that, you know, it was just, you know, slaves had, you know, decent wages and and decent. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. But no, but look, man, come on. Yeah, it's okay, man. They were slaves, but it's not like they had to sleep on the ground. They gave them a cot. You know, know, that kind of talk is so dangerous because I feel like history can be rewritten. That's why. Yes. Thank you, bro. That's what pisses me the fuck off. Don't I think, you know, if they go on a rhetoric like that, I think slavery can be rewritten like, well, they had decent living. So they were cool. They were almost like, Mm -hmm. you know, McDonald's workers, you know, dude, dude, wait, wait a second. 
wait, some wait. good leather on those whips. Hold on a second. <laughs> but guys, but you, you have to understand, that has already been done. Right. You, you know that. They already rewrote slavery. That's why when a movie like 13 Years a Slave comes out, and then all the white people are like, holy shit. What the fuck? And then you're like, what do you mean, what the fuck? What do you think happened? You know? <laughs> right. And plus, this is this is only the tip of the fucking iceberg. Do you not understand what that – it's just – it's mind-boggling to me. And just the refusal to see America as a country that was built – on slavery, sexism, exclusion, the, the American dream and what makes America great is not that we are great. It's that we want to be great. So, is so that, actually, actually, I got a question for you. What do you think <laughs> when you hear – so when you hear the term make America great again, what, yeah. what, comes, what comes to mind when you hear that? Make America white again. <laughs> I love it. That's a, I love it. That is, that is, of course, what he's saying. This is like, look, we want to go back to the 1950s. The 1950s was a fucking horror show. Are you kidding me? I don't want to spend one fucking day in 19, the 1950s. Because you know what? They kill my ass. Because I would be walking around going, what the fuck are you white people doing? This is horrible. And, and not only white people, white men. Look, Donald Trump's largest contingent is non-college ha degree having white men. And I think that's an unfair characterization because just because you didn't go to college doesn't mean this. They're uneducated because there's a lot of people that didn't go to college that are educated. You know what I'm saying? So – that's what this is, man. America is a racist country. This is a country. I could, uh, I don't want to. I'll get. I'll start crying and shit, dude. But it's like it pisses me off to no end. And you know what? I'm I'm a white guy, and it's not easy to know that. Of course, for me, but to see how easy it is for other white men like me to shrug it off like it's this huge burden it's the white man's burden right that's bull that's ridiculous you know what i'm saying like you there'd be i would never make that type of comparison but that is that comparison's been made you know whatever that date was in 1863 you know which i can't remember right now cuz i think my son is getting out of bed hold on guys live on what up, though? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I'm sorry. That was just a bump there. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, okay. you know, I mean, I'm sure you guys agree with me. What am I talking about? You live this, you know, like th this is but it's just very disturbing to me to see anyone not respect that in any fucking way. And yeah, everybody makes jokes. Jokes are funny. But this isn't a joke. You know what I'm saying? Shit. I'll fucking joke about child molesters and all that kind of shit. I'll joke, you know, anything's a joke, but I mean the, the, the election we're having and the fact that 
So listen, I had a white lady call me up on the phone for Donald Trump the other day, and I pretended like I was for him. And I said, man, I can't wait till he builds those walls. Don't you think all those Mexicans are rapists? <laughs> Do you know what her response was? <laughs> I, 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 shudder, I shudder to hear it, but go ahead. Not all of them, but most of them are. Oh, man. So, so, Axel, tell me this. And I, I feel, I feel like you know, when I have a uh, you know a, a white man attention, I feel like I have to ask like random questions just because I, I feel like you'll be honest. Go ahead. Give me, give me the uh, two, the real is, shit. What, what, the real shit for sure. But what, what do you in your circles and so forth? Do you hear a lot of like the all lives matter chant? Like, is that is that like really popular in a white circle? And I'm not, well, even, I, and I should assume that you that you just only deal in a white circle. Obviously, you don't because you're on our fucking podcast. But, <laughs> but do you hear people really chant about or really push the whole all lives matter like rhetoric? Yes, 100. percent Not my people. I mean, look, man. Like I said, I mean, I should give a little background to my soliloquies. Is that I am very. You know, if you want to check my Twitter, W. Axel Foley or whatever, you could see I did this kind of rant about my high school teacher. It wasn't a rant. It was kind of a beautiful story, if I may say so. But um, I come I, – I was lucky enough to not – to grow up in a uh, – what I would consider a very conservative town in New Jersey because it was wealthy and go to a very good private school. But also at the same time, my mom cleaned houses and I was not, my father came from nothing. So I have the kind of inside of a very poor person who was lucky enough to kind of hang out with the richer white people, you know, so being being that fact, kind of feeling like a little bit of an outsider because of money, which was the first thing when you're young that you notice, right? I think you notice that you don't have money before you notice that anybody's black or white or Indian or what the fuck, right? Right, right, right absolutely. Um, but that, that, what I'm basically saying is I'm a super liberal guy and I've, I know the history of the, of America and this world and I know how this country works, I think. I'm always, of course, wanting to hear what other people have to say. But yeah, man, that's one that is one of the reasons why I left Facebook as well, because this all lives matter or blue lives matter. I'm Irish. I look like a fucking cop. You know? Like people <laughs> trust me. I have had so many so much fucking problems buying weed, man. It's fucking sucks. Everybody thinks I'm a fucking cop. I kind of, I did kind of want to delve into what you hear. Yeah, no, that shit is that is standard everyday white people shit. That's crazy. That, that, and that's crazy to me because it's like you know when the whole. The but then again, I do want to say too. I don't want to go too far out here and act like you know, penny penny, the sky is falling. Because it is, oh, I could get into demographics and stuff, but also I know all my friends are super liberal lefty, like fucking sacred crystal having 
pot smoking hippies. You know what I'm saying? So, and you know, also a lot of people of color who are very political. And I have a lot of friends who I you know, a lot of my friends are very political, but when I, that hometown and you know, those friends that you used to have, that's their shit, man. And it's way bigger than I thought it was. It, it, it was funny, you know, when we, you know, you hear about the, like a lot of times come up when you, when you talk about, you know, the black, you, know, you talk about just the whole black lives matter movement. You know, one of the things is that, you know, once black lives matter is mentioned, you know, all lives matter is mentioned. And then shortly after that, or before that becomes like black on black crime. And so I was reading an article, uh, and I can't remember exactly where it was from. I think I think the free press. Wait, wait, hold hold up. What are you you're just talking about like flipping the switch on it and turning it from Black Lives Matter to why are black people killing each other? Well, no, yeah, because what happens is so you know, in in, in my circle of say for instance, my circle, my 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 Facebook circle. So you will have you know uh, uh, something mentioned about Black Lives Matter, and then you will have some black person mentioned all lives matter because they feel that you know black on black crime is happening just as well like black people are killing black oh, people okay yeah. you know black people are killing black people <laughs> just as well like why are, why are we not talking about black right, lives right, matter right. when it comes to black on black crime okay that's and, that's uh that's completely different than what i'm talking about oh no 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 i, I understand it i was just i was just you know when i was asking you about you know the whole yeah. you know people who mentioned all lives matter because That's, I we have I have similar I have people in my circle who mention that but they mention it as like a well you're talking about the police killing folks well black people are killing black people and these yeah, are yeah. black people associates that I know who say shit like oh okay and so I guess I'm just kind of giving you just a glimpse into just like a circle of oh. of, of mine that, that, that mentions the same things or whatever oh man, let me tell you something you don't know how good that would make me feel. If one of the fucking dickwads on Facebook I saw putting all lives matter didn't mean who gives a shit they're just killing black people. Yeah, I mean it's it's a, it's a you weird. know what I'm saying like so that's so that of course it would be different but that's just really interesting that how you, you, you like would, it can mean would, different you things. Would, you would actually actually you would be amazed at the number of black people who cite like a all lives matter or why are we talking about black on black crime? Cause black on black crime comes up a lot in yeah. the black community when you talk about good. Black yeah. Black matter. But that's good. But do you find that? To, so let me understand something. Do you find that to be a negative thing? Do you think that's distracting from the narrative? It, or do you I think, think it, I think it's totally distracting because okay. when you talk about black, first off, white on white crime happens much more than black on black on black crime. But no one talks about white on white crime because in my community or my sphere of influence or circles stuff like that, it's more black, you know, black community. So right. they talk about black, you know, black community. So it's like black on black crime, and it's say, you know, because pretty much the 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 narrative of of Black Lives Matter pretty much is pretty much cops killing black folks. So you you have a person to say, well, hey, why are we talking about you know when you know Pookie kills Ray Ray type shit? Right, and the right. thing with that is that 
when a black person kills another black person, they're tried, they're convicted, and they're in jail. And that typically would happen. The problem is that when we have cops who kill, you know, blacks or any other way, they're not convicted or anything like that. So that would happen. Another thing, too, to research a lot of people don't understand is, like, proximity crimes. Anywhere you have a community where the proximity is, right. you know, close and things of that nature, that happens all the time. That's, you know, that could be Mexican on Mexican violence, white on white crime, black on black crime. So, and that's the thing that I think people don't understand is that when you have communities of such that are, you know, lower education or, you know, things of that nature, those crimes happen right. regardless. If it's a black community, if it's a white community, Mexican, whatever the, the case or whatever. Oh, of course. Yeah, dude, that's so – yeah, it's very interesting. And that's what shows – that's what pisses me off because it's such a complex issue. And it has such his, – there's such historical background to it. And it's hard to tell. Like Seek said, when you start talking about black-on-black crime, and then I start thinking about Hillary Clinton, what we were talking about before, because black-on-black crime was a, a good way of white politicians using that mantra, that false mantra like that, to paint black people as a bunch of fucking animals who are just killing each other. Right. And what the, you know what I'm saying? And that is, it's interesting. Is it, are people bringing that up because, because of that reason, what I'm saying, that it goes back, that that is kind of a, a myth that rises. That, see, that's what's bothering me about the Hillary Clinton stuff and stuff like that. It's because these things perpetuate and there's so many layers. You know, it's like fucking, um, oh my God, how could I forget the name of this movie? That was perfect. Uh, it's like Inception. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a lie inside a lie inside a lie inside a lie. So then some people unpack the first lie and they say, oh, I found the truth because that was a lie. But then you're like, no, motherfucker, go deeper. Oh shit. That's a lie too. Oh, that's a lie too. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So. That's interesting, but no, when I see All Lives Matter or Blue Lives Matter on my Facebook feed from from my family and the people I used to hang out with, you know what I mean? Like my hometown and shit, what they're meaning is there's no problem. Those police officers, I mean, look, they're they're overworked. They're tired. They, 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 they've gone through hell. They have P- PDSD or P- right. What is it called? PTSD, you know, PTSD, I think. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no problem here and it's infuriating. It's like, you're crazy. You're absolutely crazy. You were asleep in history class. You don't yeah. know what's going on. Yeah. And it's, it's His, you know. history class didn't really happen for those folks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, but then that's, you know, but then they're so stupid that they don't understand the reason they didn't have history class is because they voted for the Republican who stripped all the education, you know what I'm saying? Like, or they were redistricted out of being allowed to vote for the person they want. You guys had a lot of that in Detroit, right? Where they would totally redistrict. 
Yeah, it's uh, yeah, Detroit. Detroit is really interesting. Um, like we, like as far as our policing, we have we. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, Malice Green? I don't think so. All right, so Malice Green was Malice. was Malice Green was kind of like our. Uh, what was the guy in L.A. who was uh, beat by the police? Rodney, Rodney King? King. Yeah, Malice Green <laughs> was Malice Green was our like Rodney King. Yeah, except that he he died, and that was like the biggest probably police, you know, uh, issue that we probably had. Well, other than Ayanna Jones. Um, a few years ago, um, so for the most part, Detroit isn't really a uh, an area where police brutality is like really, really heavy. Um, and I think a lot of it had to do with you know a lot of police officers being actually from the area. But that's man, that's what's infuriating to me too. It's like you don't have to kill people to oppress them. No. I mean, you can oppress you know, them just, like, just, just by fucking with them. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. It's like the whole thing is like we've come to the point where it takes to have, you know, I mean, currently you go back to, I mean, there's always been movements, but like with Black Lives Matter, like you're talking about, like what the hell does it say about our country that there is a specific almost political party which which has a main platform of excuse me officer please stop killing black men yeah like you know um in in baton rouge where uh alton stern was killed the last maybe three or four years the only all of the 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 people who died because of police interaction has been black men period and i last like maybe three years or something like that and so, you know, Dude, it's just systematic, man. No, it, it's crazy. And you think about, you know, Eric Gardner, in New York, where, you know, his incident, the thing, the, I guess the thing to me is like those people oh, say he's doing he's doing something, I guess, quote, illegal. It, there, it doesn't warrant a death sentence. So it's like people will say, you know, shit like, well, maybe if he wasn't, you know, selling cigarettes what? in the store he oh, wouldn't have died God, but no please, there was a process dude. to this shit if he if, at worst he should have been in jail just like Mike Brown dude are you kidding it. me Mike Brown should have been in yeah. jail or you know any, any you can name any other people uh Philando you know he didn't do anything he was you know if you think about people who who was doing something right he Philando uh oh that was in uh, that that was in um Missouri. no not Missouri St. Louis was that Missouri uh, I, I don't know I want to say St. Louis but I think that was St. Louis I don't know Philando was the guy who his his girl Facebooked the whole yeah, video yep. yeah 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 it was terrible he man. had he had no criminal record he worked for the public school system he had St. Uh, Louis uh, he I had think. St. Louis he had a carrying permit and he was there was not no strong support from the NRA, which who supports the Second Amendment to be able to carry, they they posted something to the likeness of, yeah, we need to see how it carries out or some shit like that. You know, what this I mean? is like this this stuff, man. It's it's uh, I mean, I I don't know, you know, I don't really know you guys, and I've listened to a couple of podcasts, and you sound like you obviously have thought about this. You know, not just as the fact that you live it, but that 
a socio-political, you know, and um, an economic. But that's like the thing is for people to be in denial of the systematic assassination of black people and specifically black men that has been going on in this country since the day this country was a country. Right. <laughs> this right, is, right. this is the point, you know, like, I mean, it's just, uh, it's, it's terrifying, man. And it's really fucking sad. I mean, it's and, like, you know, we, we shouldn't, you know, I, I've, uh, I had a, so few, maybe three years ago, I had a suspended license ticket and I got stopped and so forth. Went through the court process. Um, I ended up having to do five days in jail because of a suspended license. Oh, man. And it's like, I, I can't help but to think what, if when I got pulled over, if he pulled me off the car, beat the shit out of me, and shot and killed me because of a fucking suspended but, license. But, but dude, and, you and got... He, uh, you, no, I'm, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, no, no, no. I just mean the fact... I'm just saying the fact that you even... That they that you went to jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, you right, that he right, took right. you. Dude, I, I, you know I, how many I, times I, I was pulled over for? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to overlook the fact that it was a petty situation, and then the whole situation was like really crazy. But that's but that's the thing, man. Is that that's what people do overlook, and it makes me sad. And you're talking to me, and I'm thinking about the fact that you just go there. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, that's – and that's – and I'm not – I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I've been pulled over two or three times for a suspended license or – dude, I was in a car accident in North Carolina where I rear-ended a guy and my car was totaled and the kid in front of me was about a 19-year-old black kid and his uncle – who was maybe about 42 or 43 and his little sister, it looked like was in the car in front of them. And the police never even asked to see my driver's license. And they were all out of the car, the police car in three seconds surrounding their car. Yeah. And and that, that happens here. Like, you know, you, you that's every day you, you get pulled over and next thing you know, it's like eight cars. Coming every day, every to, day to, to get you for a random suspended license. Yeah. But my thing was, even though you know, although the 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 punishment for what I did was far worse than it should have been, I keep thinking like, man, what if I, you know, I moved a certain way and he yeah. fucking shot me yeah. or some crazy shit? You know, there are people out here that will say, well, maybe if your license was suspended, you never would have been in this situation, or you know, things of that nature. And it's like. There are certain crimes, there are certain actions that there are punishments for those actions. Those actions shouldn't be death or, or worse. You know? yeah. yeah, man. And, and, and that's kind of like the crazy thing. I, I got pulled over. So, and you, you know, we have like different suburbs of Detroit. I, I border like two of the biggest, you know, suburbs of Detroit, which is one is Dearborn um, and one is Refford. Uh, Refford by Refford pulls over. Refer Michigan pulls over the most people per capita in the whole entire United States. Yeah, it's a, and, it's a, it, yeah. 
And so it's one of those areas where they, their, their revenue is pretty much from just traffic stops and stuff like that. So I was put over in Dearborn and I was, I was headed downtown and when the guy, when the officer pulled me over, you know, he asked all my information, license, registration, blah, blah, blah. And I had on sweat short. I had on like gym shorts at the time. So I didn't have my wallet. I had my wallet in my console. And so when he asked for it, I, I kind of re, I told him like, Hey, my wallet is in my console. Here's my hand. I'm reaching over, you know, cause I wanted to be like really under, I wanted him to be clear that I wasn't reaching for any guns or anything that would, would cause him to act, you know, erratic or whatever. And he looked at me so crazy. Like I was like, you know, being extra. And I'm like, no, I just don't want to be killed. I don't want to be a hashtag. You know what I mean? And so. Those incidents like that, just like, you know, I have to be overly, like, careful that I'm not shot for a routine fucking traffic stop. You know what I mean? And, and that's kind of the crazy thing, the crazy shit that we're, 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 we, we deal with, you know, and it's just so fucked up, but it's just, it's wild as hell. No. So, yeah, it just, it's, yeah, it's, well, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, I uh, you were cutting out a little bit. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, you're fine. Yeah, I was just saying. You know, it's like we go through these extra steps to to assure that you know a cop doesn't shoot me because you know he won't. You know, he says that I reached. I mean, we go back to you know I think that was the mid '90s. What um, uh, what was the guy in New York that got shot for pulling out his fucking wallet like fifty fucking times or some crazy shit? Yeah. Uh, Dulialo or some shit like yeah. that. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, Amado Diallo. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you I don't want to be one of those guys that, you know, you reach too fast and, you know, you get popped for some bullshit when I'm really just yeah. trying to just give you my my license and registration. and shit. You know what I'm saying? It's it's it's, it's definitely crazy as hell that you have to go through all these steps just to assure that a, a normal traffic stop is just going to be a normal traffic stop. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, that's but you know what the the crazy fucking thing is? That's just the truth, yeah. You know, and 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 the fact that people deny the truth, just plain as it is, because of the ramifications of it, are what is makes when you look at a nation, it's like an organism, and America has a mental disorder. And that mental disorder is this refusal for a whole host of white people. And from what you're saying to me, it sounds like black people too, and a lot of other races, that um, there's more to the story. Oh, yeah, <laughs> then, do you know what I mean? Then that, that, uh, People that it's a we are a racist country and that's not and you know I say that trust me man like if I was if if I was hanging out in the town I grew up with and I said that some people would look at me and be like don't talk about America like that you know and I would say like what are you talking about you're being disrespectful or something it's like no you don't understand but that's the truth. That's and, and that's crazy that you can be in a a town or live in a neighborhood and things like that where they feel that you're 
you may be over exaggerating or you, that's that's oh that, that but that's it but dude that is i would hazard to guess and it's hard for me being you know so to the left but i would hazard to guess that that is most of the country would you right, would you guys think, not agree? I, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's. I mean, this is like people are just living in denial, and they for some reason don't understand history, or they didn't want to hear it, or or or, or really what they thought is the Civil War ended, and that's when it ended. <laughs> you know, like all this, you know, all this stuff that happened afterwards is just kind of like, well, kind of fits and starts. And you know what I mean? Like, it's just America trying to trying to find itself. It's, it's not the systematic, you know, assassination of a whole group of people. That's not what it is. Not at all. And it's, I mean, it's everywhere. And that's what's, that's why people try to deny it. It's in our culture. It's in... It's in our fucking Aunt Jemima maple syrup. It's, you know what I mean? It's so deep and it's that fucking inception shit. And then when you get a person like Donald Trump who comes along and is having AMAs in white supremacist uh, subreddits, <laughs> you're like, what the fuck, dude? Like, hello? But there's a certain – there's a great – you guys know uh, Jamal Bowie? No. What is that? Who is that? Jamal Bowie. He's a writer for Slate. Okay. Um, he's fantastic. This guy is great. Um, he was – he used to write for um, uh, – th- did he write for the – was he on – was he at, in The Ringer? Um, oh, it's not, I'm sorry, it's not Jamal Bowie I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about Wesley Morris, uh, because it was, he, that was something else. But, uh, Wesley Morris, who used to write for The Ringer, you know, the Bill Simmons thing. Do you guys know Bill Simmons? Yeah. So, uh, Wesley Morris, now he writes, I think he writes for The New York Times. Uh, he was on the Bill Morris, uh, uh, Bill Simmons, I'm sorry. Bill Simmons podcast. Um, Granted, we're talking about some deep shit. This is good. I'm stoned. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he he said this. He was like, Obama was the earthquake, and Trump is the tsunami. So Obama came along, and he shook this all up because it's like when you said before, Mike, that you were half black. I'm, you're half black. Hat. You were? Did you say you were mixed? Or I don't know. I don't remember how you put it. Yeah, mixed. So right, and it goes back to that. Like, look, Barack Obama is not our first mixed race president, is he? Is that how people commonly refer to Barack Obama? It depends. I guess it depends on who you ask. Okay, but generally, he is our first black president, right? Right. Yeah, because because, you know, it goes back to the fucking slavery shit, a drop and you're black, a drop of blood. Right. Right. So it's what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, okay. So (laughs) with Obama, he kind of shook that like people had to actually look at this stuff 
Do you know what I'm saying? And everything will do that, whether it's OJ or Rodney King or Black Lives Matter. But when the president, when the president is black, that's when a lot of these white people who were like kind of racist, you know, (laughs) decided that they were really fucking racist now. And now you have Trump baiting this shit. And people say, oh, he's not racist. No, that is what racist is. Right. You know what I mean? You don't it, – there is not a fucking degrees of racism. Yeah, kind of like are you – if you're racist, you're pretty much racist. There is like, you, you know, I'm kind of racist. Yeah, nah, I'm kind of racist. Are. You know, it's like the Puerto Ricans are okay, but the fucking uh, Jews, I don't know. You know. No, look, if you're that kind of person, you're that kind of person. If that's how you see people, then that's how you see people, right? And I think Trump is taking advantage of that shit. And, you know, a lot of people, there's a lot of people who want to see the world burn, like I said. And they say, good, let Trump be president. And then they'll be just fucking putting Muslim people in camps and... And little Mexican kids will never see their parents again because no way we're going to let them stay in the country. And we're buddies with Putin. And I said to my wife the other day, the ultimate evil of Donald Trump is not that we all die or that somebody attacks America or that the terrorists win. It's that we really become the bad guys. Not that we haven't been the bad guys in a lot of ways, but that like we become Germany in the 1920s and 30s because am I talking too much guys? No, no, no. Not Not at all. all. Okay. Okay. Because people forget, look, when in the team, in the, in the beginning in the 1900, you know, early 1900s, right? And then up until the point of World War One, And then even afterwards, Germany was the most enlightened, intellectual, revered country in all of Europe. Germany was the light. And then when World War, after World War One ended, and the, and France, and fucking England and Belgium and all those other fucking countries and the United States decided, fuck these Germans, we're bankrupting these motherfuckers. And the next thing you know, you have Hitler. Well, if you want Hitler, you're going to get Hitler. So if you think that by electing Donald Trump, you're going to shake up the system, you're not going to shake up the system. You're going to turn America into a place where, I mean, I don't even know what analogy to use, but there's not going to be any Black Lives Matter movement because I'll tell you what, he'll be locking those motherfuckers up and killing them before you say jump. And if you didn't think, if you thought Richard Nixon had a secret list of enemies, well, guess what? Donald Trump's list is a lot longer. He's like Cersei. You know what I'm saying, Mike? He'll send out the mountain to crush your fucking head behind a bar. That's that's the kind of fear that I have. And people say you're exaggerating 
you know, Germany was bankrupt. Yes, I agree with that. I've said that. I don't think you're exaggerating at well, I mean, I'm exaggerating a little because I'm, I'm, I'm pushing ahead a couple of years because we are nowhere near the economic ruin that Germany was in at that time or that other similar great democracies were in when they went under. Like, I mean, go back to the fucking Roman Empire. It's not really democracy, but it kind of was. But uh, – I'm just trying to say it's there. It, this is so complex and it goes back gener- and all these issues with other countries and, you know, the black experience in America. It's like people are so disrespectful. That's kind of how that's like what I get mad. You know, it's like it's just so disrespectful. Just have no fucking respect for the people who and like it's and so apathetic. You know, like, fuck this. I'm going to look at Twitter. And I mean, <laughs> hey, I probably do the I probably do the same thing. But at least I'm sitting here talking to you guys, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I, I think I think this kid just to have the conversation going, you know, and, and that's definitely a plus, you know, to have the conversation going to have a different perspectives and things of that nature. So, yes. Yeah, but do you plus. do you guys can I ask you guys this? Go for it. Do you feel? Do you feel that there are – Do if you if you have to give a percentage and like um, – I mean like I'm not – like I can't speak for white people. You can't speak for black people, but we're speaking in those terms and I'm fine with it. We're just talking. Do you think that there are a lot of black people who just want to see it burn at this point who are just like, fuck this? Like, I don't, there's no system. I don't believe in the system anymore. I'm not going to try to evoke positive change or do any of this shit. Like, yeah, yeah, this is that's, just, that's fuck tough. It. I can't speak for anybody else, but that, that's kind of how I feel. Yeah. It, it's, it's tough. Yeah, I can to see speak. that. Yeah. I can't speak for anybody else, but yeah, I mean, that's how I feel right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's I, not just black people, but it just makes me wonder whether that's, are there people like who look, like similarly, are there people who somebody says something Black Lives Matter on Facebook or Twitter, and then the other person, and then somebody responds like, you know, I don't know, like the dog lives matter or something stupid, like you know what I mean? Just apathy, like total apathy for the system and how it works. I think, I mean, I think you have people that 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 don't see the the light at the end of the tunnel, like they feel like you know. Is there is no 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 hope like there is you know there is no no Martin Luther King to, to say you know we we shall overcome or you know there is no you know Malcolm X's of our era to to say you know we're not going to turn the cheek. I think there there are, I, I'm 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 pretty certain you know there are people who who feel like this is kind of the end type shit. Like there are people that don't see that you know things will change, and you know it it, it is sad in a way. You know, I think you, I mean, you think of, just think of the, the, the previous eras of, you know, of, of, of people who, who've seen, you know, the shit that happened and they're like, you know what, this shit's not going to get better. And they died off, you know. And so I, I don't know if I have a, a, a half cup full, you know, perspective. You know, I, I would hope things change in my lifetime, but you know, I can't guarantee that shit. You know, so God, it's so yeah, man. 
Yeah. Well, that's everywhere then. You know what I mean? Like I, we probably both knew, I mean, on all sides, like that's a, yeah, Mike, it's like what you were saying where it's like, you know, people are just, you know, this is what we get, Trump and Clinton. But I think that that, again, I do think as far as Hillary Clinton goes, I do think that's a little, I don't want to say we should be at least happy for what we get with her, but I kind of feel that way a little bit because I do kind of feel like Barack Obama spoiled us. You know, I mean, maybe that's just because I don't agree with everything that Obama has done and I don't agree with all his viewpoints and I could probably get upset talking about terrible mistakes I think he's made. Um, but, uh, the guy's fucking great. You know what I, I mean? I just love him. Yeah. I mean, and I, 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 I and he's so smart. And I, I think the reason he had to, you know, I just feel like politicians are on a different level, but he's, I just don't question his integrity and his intelligence. No, I, I mean, I think with any presidential candidate, you have, you know, issues, certain issues where you yeah, totally, yeah. totally agree. I think I, I, I agree with a lot of stuff. I've, I've had some instances where, you know, I was, you know, disappointed with, you know, how he dealt with things. Um, I've held this one, with, this one with me for a long time, but I've always been disappointed with how he dealt with the media sur- surrounding the whole yeah. Uh, like Mike Brown situation and, and Tamir Rice. Well, well, yeah. Um, but for specifically for me, the Mike Brown, like when when Mike Brown was killed in Missouri, I remember that he did a press conference, and the first part of his press conference was dealings we had in Egypt, and I was just saying to myself, like, man, we have so much shit going on here. Like, why? Does Egypt take precedence over things in our own country, our own ground, yeah. things of that nature? And I just, I really want, you know, if I had to have a, a wish for future presidents, is that they would really focus and deal with things that happen on our land as a priority, right? Versus, you know, international things. We, you know, yeah. that was a big part of why I voted for him. Because mm-hmm. to me, he sold me on that idea that. We were going to focus on what was going on here, and we are going to be very diplomatic about what was going on overseas. And I, personally, I'm not a big fan of, hey, let's, you know, handle what's going on over there. That Oh, so much fucked up shit going on over there. Let's handle that shit. Like, to me, I don't care about that shit because there's so much fucked up shit going on over here. And, like, you mentioned about Mike Brown. It was very disconcerting for me to hear him talk about Egypt, like you said, when it was so fucked up over here, man. And and that that never set well with me. I, and if I could, I could have a very, I guess, uh, extensive conversation about the things that Barack Obama did over the course of his term that I didn't care for, but. Um, yeah, that that didn't sit that didn't sit well with me either. I wasn't I wasn't a that's fan. One, that, that's one of the things that kind of have have 
been on my mind, you know, as far as instances where I felt like totally pissed at, you know, Barack, like, dude, he could have done more. I feel like he could have done more, you know, and I, yeah. and, I, and I feel like even, and I don't know if I'm like wishing like unrealistic expectations, but I was like, as well, I don't I'm know, sorry. like how, how much should I, how, what, what expectations do I, should I have? For the president to speak on local issues, you should have expectations as a president, but you should also have expectations as a man. Yeah, but you know what, guys? See, this is what it makes me think of, man, and this is why I'm fucking obsessed with World War II. The 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 the, the idea, um, it, you know, the i the the idea that there is a uh, that a president has to choose between domestic and foreign affairs is goes back to fucking George Washington, right? But it has become increasingly important, as you see by the lack of infrastructure in our country since World War II because of the rise of the military-industrial complex and because the, of the fragile nature of of the alliances that hold the world together. Like, you know, uh, I go back to my history teacher, Mr. Powers, who would tell us you should wake up every day. And before you're thankful that you have a job or blah, 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 you should be thankful that the entire world is not engulfed in war constantly. Constantly. Because, You you can't – I agree with you on infrastructure, our roads, our bridges, our education and schools. I see that point. But the reason why uh, all of our presidents seem to be obsessed on uh, foreign um, relations is because if you look at World War II, we were an isolationist country. If you are you guys, how much are you guys like uh, history buffs as far as World War Two goes and all that kind of shit? Minorly, minor. <laughs> okay, well, we were a very uh, what the okay that looking inwards, and this was what George Bush sold the country on too, right? When W was elected, he was elected on a platform of non-intervention, and then he started two wars and bankrupt the country, but when when we we were forced to come into World War II, we should have entered it long before we did, and it would have been over. And after that, the entire United States government is constantly in a, a one step away from thinking that another world war is going to break out. So you're absolutely right. We have this over-reliance of spending money and a lot of people say, well, it's not like that anymore. But you know what? Unfortunately, there's more chance of that there today than there probably ever was during the Cold War era, where there was really very little chance, except for one or two occasions, that we would actually engage in any type of full-scale war. And that was because the Soviet Union had all these motherfuckers on lock. And now there's all these other people to worry about. And, and 
England was keeping control of still kind of pulling the strings and we were pulling the strings. But what happens is we pull back and then you have things like Iraq and Afghanistan and Syria and Egypt and <laughs> I could go on and on, right? Yeah. It's, 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 uh, but I feel you there as far as that. That's not something that I, as a voter, um, I kind of have that like uh, colonel panic about there being a world war all the time too. So <laughs> uh, that's what that's what kind of that that kind of scares me. But hey, Axel, I got a question for you. If you had to pick a candidate. And this is not necessarily Hillary or Trump, but a candidate that totally fit what your views would be. What would that candidate be? Oh, man. Pro- oh, gosh. Probably like a really nerdy person who couldn't even like talk to people in public. <laughs> so there's no, there's no, no actual I, candidate that you can, you can no, find. I know, I know. I don't know, man. That's you know, that's a really interesting question. But um, I, I ask because I guess my, I one of my uh, Facebook one of my one of us say one of my one of my good friends he was just talking about just political stuff and he's a lot more advanced and knowledge of it. So I was kind of reading some of his statuses and he was having an argument with a guy and he was asking, you know, you know, pick the person who fits you, who fits your views, and so forth. And the guy couldn't actually do it, so I just thought like. If you had to pick a, you know, a person, and I, and I, I don't necessarily have that answer myself, but I was just curious, like, you know, if you had to pick a person who fits your views, you know, who would that be? And I have, I, I don't even have an answer for that. You know, um, it's this. You know why I don't have an answer? I might have had an answer, but this election, though it's been so crazy and disheartening and sometimes uplifting. Uh, it really has made me think a lot about that. And I don't know. I was, I used to be a much more radical person. You know, um, like I'm saying, I voted for Ralph Nader. And the reason I voted for Ralph Nader is because I wanted George Bush to win. Because I thought that he'd be so terrible <laughs> that we, that we would get Barack Obama. And I was right. Yeah. But, um, it wasn't worth it to me. You know what I mean? When I look back at it, um, I don't know if it was worth it. So I might have, I, I, my answer to you may have been Bernie Sanders, a person like Bernie Sanders, who was kind of in, but not in could reach people and talk to people. But when I see the kind of, uh, hate, and conservatism and dare I say religion, uh, like grasp this country with its claws. I kind of want someone a little bit more stable because I, I worry about how bad it could really get. How, how, and, and I'm, and I'm kind of, I guess switching subjects, kind of on the same terms of just political uh, topics. But you know, in you know, Detroit, we having our our primaries are are coming up soon for like our city council and things of that nature. How strong is like the push for like 
local government in, in Portland? Oh, it's huge. I mean, Portland, dude, this is like the most progressive city in America. Uh, no shit. Really? Portland, Portland is the, uh, I mean, it's also the whitest city in America, but it is the is most. Bo- is Boeing in Portland? What's that? Boeing? The Airplanes? Yeah. Yes, yes. Okay. Oh, actually, they're outside of Portland, I think in Vancouver, Washington. Okay. I actually, I remember, um, I remember a lot of, you know, I, um, my, my actual vocation, whenever I get back to it, is a, uh, CAD design, and I know a lot of guys oh, awesome. actually moved to, to Portland. Yeah. Portland yeah, that, like, you know, that's what out. Mike's dad does. What's that now? Uh, Mike, uh, you know, from, um, well, Mike is my buddy for years. Okay. Well, we make movies together, and okay. uh, he's on the Small Council podcast. Oh, His Mike dad Hall. does. Yeah, Mike Hall. Yeah. Oh, okay. His dad does that for Boeing. Okay, yeah, I uh, I worked well, he for used to. I, yeah. year, uh, by about by about three four years ago, I had, uh, worked doing contracting work for Boeing, and I know a lot of their yeah. jobs they were pushing back to. Um, they were sending people to Portland and things of that nature. So yeah, Portland's great, man. I mean, we are definitely speaking of what we're speaking about. This is a, a city that's becoming you know highly gentrified. Not becoming, it is, and you know. Um, W. Kamau Bell did a good. Uh, he had a oh. he had a half hour special on CNN about Portland, but Portland's very. I mean, dude, pot is legal. Fucking, I mean, does that doesn't that say enough? Uh, but it's. I mean, come on, dude. Did Portland do uh, the, the fifteen um, hour for minimum wage there? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Port- yeah, dude, po- come out, come out to Portland, dude. It's awesome. I mean, I would love to just visit. You know, I always, I always heard it's about great. you know things about Portland. And, you know, oh, it's gorgeous, I man. I actually make it out there for somebody. You know, yeah. you'd be the first person. Like I want to, I want to find, I want to find the white Foley out in this fucking. <laughs> there you go. You found him, man. Yeah, Portland's <laughs> the best, dude. I wanted, I wanted to move here years and years ago. Um. But, uh, yeah, no, Portland is, uh, yeah, that's all, we're all, and I can't say we, I've only been here a year, so I'm still getting to know the city. But it's, um, it's really very political, but definitely much more of Bernie Sanders than Hillary Clinton. Like, people are far left out here. And, but it's weird too, because it's a little bit, it is like that Vermont thing where people also have like a lot of guns, but then you go outside, and there's like religious cults, you know what I mean? Like on big farms and stuff. It's, uh, I guess libertarian. I mean, I'm still getting, like I said, I'm still getting to know it, but it's, yeah, Portland's awesome, dude. A lot of people biking, you know, a lot of kids named Moonbeam and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, fucking Sagittarius or something. And, <laughs> so what, you know, a lot of man buns, a lot of man buns in yoga. <laughs> I hope to I hope to not see you in a man bun, Axel. No, nah, hell no, dude. I keep my head shaved, bro. So, uh, if, if I'm getting too personal, just tell me I am and tell me shut the fuck up. But you say you only yeah. been there a year. What made you go to Portland? Well, um, my wife. I met my wife in New York City. I grew up in New Jersey, and then I moved to Jersey City. So I lived in Jersey City for uh, ten years. Um, do you guys know about New York, like? Like where Jersey City is in relationship to New York. 
So, you know, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, I mean, Jersey City's fucking close to New York than Brooklyn. Like, literally, you're there in like two seconds. Right. Um, and, uh, I met my wife in New York and she was from North Carolina and I never wanted to live in Manhattan. I'm like a nature type of dude. And, um, uh, she wanted to move back with her family in North Carolina. And I was like, yeah, let's, I don't want to really live in, um, New York. So we moved to North Carolina and, uh, the foot, okay. I should get back to the beginning is the first time I ever met my wife's brother. The, one of the first things we talked about is that we both wanted to move to Portland and we kind of joked around like that. We're going to form a conspiracy and sooner or later we're going to convince the three women, my wife, his, his wife and um, my mother-in-law to move to Portland. So we were in, we moved to North Carolina to be near them. And then, um, you know, eight years later, he was, he was at a shitty job that he, well, I shouldn't say it wasn't shitty, but he didn't like his job. And, uh, he on a lark kind of, he applied for a job in Portland cause he's a brewmaster. He like makes beer. Hmm. Um, and he, and that's huge here. Craft beers. That's so, everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So, um, he uh got the job and they were going to like make him be the like the you know he was going to be able to make his own beers so he um we had we were kind of talking and then we decided okay let's all move to portland so that's what we did hmm. <laughs> that's the story <laughs> <laughs> We, I mean, we, it's, this is a great place. I mean, I love this city, man. It's, it's fucking awesome. And I did not like North Carolina, so I was ready to go. It's one of the few places I haven't been to. I, I love to visit, uh, Portland. I, have you, have you been to North Carolina at all? Uh, I passed through, like, last week. <laughs> I, <laughs> right. I literally passed on route to Myrtle Beach. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. So I've, I've never actually, you know, I've, the times I've been in North Carolina, I've been passing through. Same. Are you, yeah, same. Are you guys? Uh, are you guys both uh, Detroit born and raised? Indeed. Yep. Yeah. 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 See, I mean, I love New York, you know, but I never. I like. I really grew up in the, in the Watchung Mountains in New Jersey. It's very suburban, but you could go up the mountain. I live like at the base of a mountain, and but you can't really tell it's the mountain because it's New Jersey and it's all full of houses and buildings. You know what I mean? And, uh, you could see the twin towers and the entire New York skyline. So, you know, uh, I, 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 I live that, but I never, I always wanted, I never like, um, I love New Jersey, but I never thought to myself, I'm going to live in New Jersey. Like I, I, like die hard. I always wanted to move to like Colorado, Oregon, Alaska, uh, like since I was a little kid. So, so is Portland as open as like as far as like medical marijuana or just medicinal marijuana as like he, Colorado he would, is? He wouldn't be there if it wasn't. <laughs> no, guy, wait, are you guys kidding me? You don't know, like, dude, pot is legal here. You said it, it, you said le- illegal. You said legal, right? Like, legal, yeah. It's legal. Yeah. 
Yes. It is like buying a fucking beer. I go, I get in my car, I drive to a store, I open the door, I show them my license that I'm 21, I walk in, I buy fucking flour, which is, you know, like weed. I buy, I could buy dabs like you were, we were talking about before we started recording that you burn in a different type of thing. I buy, I, I was going to be sucking on a candy tonight, but I decided to blow bowls instead. But <laughs> I bought, you get like a little Jolly Rancher. You get like, um, you could get chocolate bars. You could get chai tea. So, so you could wait, get so wait, honey, so wait, honey actually, sticks. Actually, let me cut you off. Um, so yeah. you don't need like an actual like cart to buy weed. You could just go in a store and buy weed. No. You don't need and no card. You need a, a dri- you need a driver's license that shows you're 21. Holy shit! <laughs> really? Holy shit! That's it. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, have, I haven't I haven't had weed. Since, so I have, Holy shit! So I haven't had weed since 2012. Oh, what the fuck, dude? Like, what are you waiting you for? <laughs> you, you, you say what, Axel? I said, what the fuck are you waiting for? You know, <laughs> you because to? because I'm I'm job hunting and I have to like I figure oh, I have okay. to like yeah. piss for a job no. or some shit like that. I know, yeah, I know. But man. you know, but I've been there. Whenever I do, you know, get really secure in the job front, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to be blowing a stack. But <laughs> so oh, are man. you? So have you dabbled in like I know there are some some weeds that are like get you down. There are some weeds that get you like you oh know, yeah yeah. Different. Oh dude, I'm so happy to be talking talking about this because this is like my favorite fucking subject let's go see this is like look okay so i'll I'll, let me i'll I'll put it to you this way okay i'm a weed head bro i'm like i'm a fucking stoner okay i'm like wu-tang clan honey blunt fucking woolly whatever you know not woolies but you know what i'm saying like I, mean, I love I, weed. I, I dude. can tell okay. your, your your whole tone has changed. It was just like, yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like Hillary's okay, <laughs> fuck Trump, but weed, but fucking weed, yeah. <laughs> dude. It's come on, I love it. Listen, I, I smoke. Let, let me tell you something. I smoked my first joint, the first time I ever smoked weed. Now, granted, I'm a fucking nerd, so. I read like eight books on what marijuana is, the history of marijuana, <laughs> the history of marijuana in America, what laws I could break, what would happen, what, you know, I mean, I'm, you know, so I was like so nervous, but I'm also a fucking geek. So I've been, you know, reading like Arthur C. Clarke 2010 since I was like eight years old. That's my shit. So I always wanted to experiment with hallucinogenic drugs. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's mind expanding, man. It's mind altering. Hey, man. And I, uh, my, the first thing, okay, the first time I ever smoked a joint, I told my friend Jeremy, I said, Jeremy, I want to get high. And he was like, really? And I was like, yeah, dude, I really want to smoke weed. And he was like, you're a fucking nerd. And I was like, I still want to smoke weed. So he took me, there was a Cypress Hill and Rage Against the Machine concert at Rutgers and in a dorm room, a kid had went to Atlantic City and bought one of those big fucking cigars. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You ever see those like joke cigars that are like big as a baby's arm? Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he sliced that thing. Now, he didn't properly blunt it out, but he sliced it down and, and everybody chipped in and we bought like an ounce or even more. And there was like 
there must have been like 15 heads in the room and we all smoked that <laughs> joint. And uh, then we went and watched Cypress Hill and Rage Against the Machine. Cypress Hill was awesome. Rage Against the Machine fucking sucked. Zach D. LaRoche <laughs> did like a half hour poem about I, the I, fucking moon or I something. Feel like that's like but I was the, so high, I didn't care. I feel like that's the ideal concert to smoke weed at yes. the Cypress Hill concert. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. So basically, long story short, I have been smoking weed pretty much every day for 25 years. Right? So, live on What Up No Pod, I admit it. Um, But so, look, so that means, though, that I, for most of my life, I have undertook a criminal activity. And part of the criminalization of marijuana is the miseducation about marijuana. Oh, it's going to kill you. Reefer madness. There's only one type of weed. Weed gets you fucked up. Look, so the difference between weed being legal and being illegal is like this. Do you guys like to drink? Imagine if you went into a bar and you said, give me alcohol. And then the guy gave you a scotch and you had to take it. And then you went in the next time and the guy gave you, um, a mark, like a, I'm not, I don't, even though my father owns bartender magazine, I don't know nothing about really too much about alcohol, but it, you know, they gave you a beer, right? Okay. It's like if you could imagine all, all the different types of alcohols, that's how many different that's how many different kind of weed there is. Huh. So it, it's not just indica and sativa or hybrid. It's like the it's THC levels, CBD levels, what they mix it with, what this strain is, what that strain is. And until it became legal, everybody, you, it's, you couldn't have like mass production and, um, experimentation like they're doing now. All under one umbrella? Well, I mean, you get, you look, you get your, you get your dirt weed from Mexico and you get your, or you get your highs from Canada or, or California, Colorado, Humboldt County, right? So that's the difference, man. Like weed, it, there's all different types of weed and all different, and also the way you smoke it and, and, and whether it's an oil or, and, or you eat it or it's a, it's, um, the dabs like harder. Um, they have shatter, which is like where they basically distill the weed down and just take out the THC and then create almost like a meth looking crystal from it. Holy shit. It's dude. It's so crazy. (laughs) Yeah. So yes, you, you, you can walk into a store here and, and you can say, they can say, if you say what, what you have, they'll say, what kind of high do you want? (laughs) And you say, well, I want to be like, I want to play video games. There's a great bud. It's called Cinex, and that's great for playing video games. You get like walled out. You're in that zone. You're playing video games. Then I might have like a a high CBD indica that because I have I have nerve issues in my back, mm-hmm. and that helps with the yeah that helps with the nerve issues in my back. I have sciatica mm-hmm. and all that shit. 
Yeah. And the high CBD, you won't really feel like you're high, but your body is so mellow. And then if you eat it in certain ways, you feel like that, like you're really chill, like you just had a glass of wine. But then if I want to get wrecked, I'll have like uh, like a 30% low CBD. Um, I can't even think of what kind of strain I would get because there's so many different types. But it's it's really like as many as you can think about alcohol and micro brews and all that kind of stuff. It's the same thing with weed, dude. It's an incredibly diverse plant. And it's, it's fucking, I mean, not even to get into the fact you can make a rope out of hemp and paper and, you know, oh shit, man, you guys got me fucking going. Man, I got, I got questions, but I'm like, man, it, we've been running for a while, but I got, I got questions, man. I, I, I want to delve into that topic a little bit more, but yeah, we're, it's, it's like 2 a.m. for us, so. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. But I mean, I, I'll keep I got on questions, talking. It's... But we we can discuss that later. But yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, man. Holy yeah. Shit. That's the wonderful thing, though. You know, look, man. That's tied into all the shit we were talking about tonight, right? Right. Which is the denial of truth, and the denial of what marijuana is. You know, the denial of racism. The denial of all this kind of shit. And again, not that Hillary Clinton is any type of savior, but you know, it's uh weed is good, man. There's nothing <laughs> is fucking good. Dude, we look, I could go off. Like I said, I- I'll shut up after I say this. I, I promise <laughs> you guys are going to get like so many people on like Twitter and shit being like that dude did not shut the fuck up. I promise you, um, you won't, but go uh, ahead. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't even remember what the fuck I was going to say. I'm stoned. Because you get that fire shit. That's why. It's I know. Good, I man. do, actually. I, mean... I, I, could show, I, should, I should send you guys a picture because I'm so glad you asked because so many people are, like, astounded that, like, I'm, I'll, like, show them a picture of the weed. Like, even my friend, even A. Huss who's like long time. Okay. I don't want I don't know who's going to listen to the podcast, but uh, he was like, what you get it? How like you walk in and then he came here and I showed him and I was like, dude, this is like, this is like walking into a liquor store and asking for tequila or brandy or, you know, That's it's wonderful. Than it is here. Like here you gotta get like, oh. a car. You gotta go through some medical shit. Like it's Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, you guys have the medical shit there? We do, yeah, we do. You we got, have you it, have Okay, like that's legit, great. You gotta have like a, a legit medical issue, which yeah, I that's have, so but stupid. you gotta have that yeah, I know. shit. Well, it's still better than drugs. illegal though, right? Was that? I'm saying it's still better than illegal though, right? I mean oh, yeah, I can't absolutely. I can't I mean, tell you I how mean, many the, the illegal market, I mean I I, I guess the thing is that with the illegal market, you don't have as many choices as you have with the, you know, legal, you know, medical market here, yeah, at least. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you go to, you know, a guy got it in his, in his, in his bag and he's like, hey, I have, you know, oh, all I know. of these different ones and so forth. So. Trust me, I made a movie about it. You guys should see my movie, Smokers. Dude, tweet me a movie. 
Hey, hey smokers, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. Hey, po- uh, tweet tweet the uh, the what up though page. We would definitely uh, re- uh, post it because I, I I would definitely watch or it. You, too, yeah, so. or if you are one. <sighs> I don't know. Just, just, just oh, no, 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 no. Uh, that, that exhale was because I don't know where it's streaming now. It used to be on Amazon, but our our contract ran out. So nobody we own it revert back to us. So we own the movie again. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it was streaming on Amazon for like five years. Are you serious? Yeah, but it's not it's not don't get too excited. We, Mike and I made this movie for nothing on the streets in New York. It's a fun movie, but the production no, I, quality I, is very so, low. So, so how, do, so how do we, how, so how do we see this? I want to yeah, see how this do we see it? Okay. I'm going to find a, uh, uh, you know, I should talk to Mike at some point. We should just upload the thing to like, to like YouTube or something. Yeah. But, um, it's, uh, I'll say it's, it, people, people have it on those sites, those, uh, illegal streaming sites. So I'll find one of those and I'll send you a link right, to Lawrence? it. Yeah, that, but, um, yeah, man, that's like the, the, uh, that whole deal in weed and all that kind of shit. <laughs> I know very well about that world. Dude, I want to see, see that it, shit, dude. man. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to bug you every day about it until yeah, you actually I find it. I want to see that shit, shit man. Oh, you'll laugh! You'll laugh. It's a funny movie. Our our, our guy Ernie, who uh, uh, was the, I would consider, I would say Ernie's the star of the movie, but he's funny as hell. He's a great actor. He's so funny. I'm surprised he's not so huge right now, man. That guy should be on like, he was on a couple episodes. He was on the Shield a couple of episodes. I love that show. Um, love it. But uh, yeah, Mike star. Mike's really the star. Of the movie, really? yeah. Okay. Mike's a great actor, dude. I thought he just did like production type shit. Well, that's how he started. He was an actor, and I huh. forced him to become a filmmaker. Oh, okay. I like held him at gunpoint and was like, "You must know how to make movies because you're awesome." Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see that shit. Well, cool. Well, uh, actually, before we, you know, <laughs> before we actually close up, you know, yeah. uh, give us, you know, your 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 Twitter name, your podcast, you know, all the inf- information that you know of things that you do, so we can have our followers. Yeah, you promote know, yourself. Uh, yeah, this is your moment for promotion. So do it. You know, go for it. Um. Well, you can find me on Twitter at w axel foley. Which I'm going to change my name to White Axel Foley now. Um, I, I, and, I, I, uh, I, I, I don't understand how that was not what it was. I'm, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm mind boggled. Sometimes you don't see what's right in front of your face. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah. But uh, uh, W. Axel Foley, you can also, uh, we're Small Council Pod on Twitter. Um, if you have any Game of Thrones questions, or anything, you can email smallcouncilpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can also check out worldofvideodoc.com, which is a documentary that Mike and I are currently making about um, kind of the history of video stores and their social revel- relevant, I can't even talk anymore, relevance. And I can't how, wait to see that shit. Yeah, that's great. I was a video. I worked at a video store for like seven years. Man, I can't wait to see that shit. I love that. Um, 
Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, worldofvideodoc.com. Check that out because that's what we're going to be pimping soon because that's going to uh, – I'm going to start editing soon, and that's going to become my life pretty soon. I'm ready for it. I want to see that shit. All right. Well, well cool. Well, um, other than, you know, definitely check out all of uh, – of the white Axel Foley's uh, pages <laughs> and things of that nature. And uh, if you have any questions about the podcast and things like that you want to address us, you can uh, always hit, up, hit us up on our Twitter page, uh, What Up The Podcast, or our individual. Uh, mine is Blame Otis and uh, Michael underscore Aaron. Or you can hit up on our Facebook, which people never do. Um, <laughs> they don't. They don't give a fuck about their Facebook. Or our email at a what up, what up no podcast at Gmail. And we definitely want to thank uh, the white Axel Foley for joining us today. And Indeed. actually, you know, this is uh, one of the uh, the first episode where we've had you know uh, actual Skype call in, so we know it can work now. So we definitely um, want to have more guests in that nature. And whenever you want to get on, man, just let us know. Don't gas raggedy motherfuckers up to have them on. Have them on like, oh, they're nah, doing that I'm shit. Just, I'm just talking about Axel. Like, <laughs> Axel, come on. Axel, any, cool, but yeah. Any, come on. Any oh, raggedy shit. motherfuckers on here like, oh, you guys do Skype now? No, fuck you. We don't. I mean, we, we always could just say no. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. fuck you and shit. I, I'm, I'm, I'm heavy toward no. But yeah. Yeah, we good. Um, other than that, um, thanks for uh for hanging out with us, man, for all these hours and so forth. Indeed, and, um, much appreciated. Yeah, well, I appreciate. Thank you for having me on. And um, you know, we actually have another podcast that we hardly ever do any episodes for, called Podtourage. That was me, Heath, Alex, and Donald, and we just talked like this. We just talked about shit. Mm-hmm. We, I should I should have you guys on because I have like you were asking me a lot of questions, but I wanted to then hear you talk, so I wasn't asking enough questions. I'd like to ask you some questions too. Yeah, man, ask ask some fucking questions, man. Let's yeah. do it. Let us know. We're definitely up for it, man. Just just let us know whatever, and we definitely is, down. Is Potteraj about? The show Entourage, or is that just a play on words? Is not related. Yeah, yes, yeah. That was uh, Heath came up with that, which I think was pretty genius because he was like, "It's like the Entourage. We're like an Entourage podcast. We're Podtourage." Oh, I've never watched. I've, I've watched like one <laughs> no, episode. It's nothing that to show. do with that garbage I, show, man. <laughs> okay, so uh, on the same page uh, then. Yeah, he was just joking because oh, okay. it was just ooh. like a bunch of guys hanging out. Okay, yeah, perfect. Yeah, I, I'll do that shit in a heartbeat. So yeah, but uh, but thanks again, and you know, uh, next week we will uh, be on our hundredth podcast. So we're currently trying to figure out what the fuck we're gonna do for the hundredth. But you know, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be Who dope. Knows? Whatever happens, you know what I'm saying. So like I said, you know, we uh, thank uh, Axel for hanging out with us, and we giving all our info as always at the end of every episode to hit us up. And uh, other than that, um. Good. Yeah. That's it. Peace. All right. Peace.